Phoenix Down Radio is on the air. Welcome everybody to Phoenix Down Radio, episode number 126. I'm your host, Klaus Nightbringer, and of course the show has to start when it's dark out, doesn't it? Always. That's how we roll out. <laughs> it just it just harkens back to last episode when we couldn't see any of us. So I think we're pretty visible this time around. Though. Uh, well, I mean, it might just be my monitor, other monitor too, but uh, it, it it could be what it is. But uh, for those of you listening to us out on the podcast, um, this is why you need to tune in to us uh, live at Twitch.tv/PhoenixDownRadio so you can uh, listen in to some of the pre-show shenanigans and uh, stuff like that. So. You could learn all about Heidelin Vor theory. Yes, and as you have heard, we have a Sertamona with us this week. Ser, how you doing? I'm still slightly broken, but a bit better. So he's only a little broken. Like, honestly, with the way things are now, I will take that. That's an improvement. That is a good thing. And we are also joined by Talis Marvelous. Talis, how you doing, buddy? Doing awesome, having a good time, ready to have a show about one of my favorite games. I'm glad you guys are all excited about this. I feel kind of bad I'm the only one who hasn't played it yet. But uh, for those of you who are uh, wondering what, what the hell we're talking about, we are continuing our exploration of Final Fantasy music this week by delving into disc one of the Final Fantasy V original sound version, aka the oh. original soundtrack. Happy memories. Um, but before that, uh, what have you guys been up to? Sarah, we're going to start with you because you've been gone for just an absolute uh, uh, ass load of time. I believe ass load is the technical term, correct? Uh, metric ass load if we're using the Queen's English. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we are now, because that's a funny word. I like that. I know, right? Yes. So how are you? What have you been up to? Oh... I mean, a whole lot of struggling to keep up with things. Uh, most of you may know I'm a public librarian. Uh, libraries have been attempting to adapt to our changing world and continue to offer services, which means that I've been put in charge of running three different new virtual programs at once. And trying to keep up with that and a bunch of other things and also anything even close to human contact was getting to be a lot. Hmm. Uh, I'm doing a bit better now. I'm really happy to be back. I missed you guys. We missed like, you. Yeah, both uh, my co-hosts and all you uh, listeners out there. You're awesome. You, your questions, like, are... They're one of the things that keeps this going. So I really missed you all. Uh, but mostly a bit of that. Uh, I'd barely been logged on, except for yesterday I actually went for a bit, uh, since a few friends of mine started up free trials. And we'll discuss a bit more about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Cool. Any other? I'm not sure that fun? there's anything else. Uh, say again. Any fun things you've been able to do besides these new projects you've been working on at the library? Um. So let's see. Not a whole lot fun lately. Like I've been uh, poking through various game type things, but one of the reasons I hadn't been around it much, well, around as much, was that I had been struggling a bit the last few weeks. Uh, trying to take time for myself, but, uh, I did get, like, there have been little moments here and there. I had a socially distanced picnic with some friends, and that was really nice. Uh, the other day I stopped 
uh, by those friends who I used to do cooking with and went and took their dog for a walk. He's such a good boy. Aww. Poor Bowser. I missed him. He apparently misses me too. So lots of little things like that, but there hasn't been quite as much of like random fun stuff lately just because of the trying to get things back on track. There's been a little bit more taking time to try to take care of myself, which I encourage all of our listeners to check in with themselves, see how they're doing. Uh, it's a tough time right now. Yeah, as, as they say, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. I was hoping you weren't going there. <laughs> Come on. It is good to be back, question mark. Come on, you know I'm terrible, so. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. (laughs) Talis, how you been since last episode? I mean, do we want to give everybody, like, a neck-snapping reaction of what's changed in the last two weeks, or do we just want to leave it with, I'm delivering stuff again slash still, Fewer questions is better. Do you believe in plausible deniability? Me too. Because I think I mean, that's I probably the safest option. That's mostly what you want to talk about, I think. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. It's cool. uh, so basically stuff again. It's it's car related. Shock surprise. So so basically, you're you're doing something totally different again. Uh, I'm actually doing the same thing, but slightly different flavor. Mm, fair enough. Ooh. I get to drive someone else's vehicle for a change, so that's cool. That's nice. Yeah, my death trap is about to explode. Good news, I bought a new death trap by accident. Uh, you know how sometimes you were, like, tired or slightly intoxicated, you go on Amazon Prime, and then a few days later, some crap shows up at your house, and you're like, oh, well, I guess I ordered this. Yeah. Uh, I did that on an auction website, and I bought a BMW. So, that happened. Okay, no, I already wasn't doing that, and that was when it was the Amazon. <laughs> Your life, man. I own a BMW now. It's miss. It's good news. Good news. Good news. It's not some junker POS that's missing a bumper. It's missing two bumpers. So that makes it much better. So it's so much twice as good. Yes. Well, it's it's lighter that's not weight. How math works. <laughs> it's lighter weight, which means it's it's better. It's good for drifting. It'll be fine. Exactly. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> How do you know? Are, are you are you a professional drifter? Is it is this uh, Sayers Tokyo Drift? I need the opening chime of uh, Teriyaki Boys on the soundboard stat. <laughs> on the advice of my lawyer, I have no response to this question at this time. Outstanding. Nick Nar thinks that's exactly how that works. So perfect, Nick Nar. I like your style. Exactly. Don't like his face, but uh, his style is pretty on point. <laughs> love you nick nar um and for those of you who've uh been following me you know that i went on vacation i finally had a real vacation it was too Ooh. fucking short but I, I still spent a few days with family uh went up to a lake in the north woods um got some really cool shots of a bald eagle at a uh, waterfall which is pretty amazing Awesome. Um, took, mm-hmm. took pictures of a comet. Yeah, there's a gorgeous spread wing shot of the eagle there. That was just really nice. Yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm, I, I don't really, I haven't had time to go through and uh, make my pictures smaller to put them out on the Discord because my, my pictures are too powerful. Um, but um, I'll figure out a way to like, get them. I know Discord says that, but I feel like it's just trying to make me feel better. Hmm. 
Well, in my case, these these are very powerful pictures because you know eagle and and that. Says oh yeah, America. no, they were like emotionally powerful. Like I felt stuff. Yeah. Inside. Yeah. Um. Also, we we found uh, a tiny little Russian Orthodox church in the middle of nowhere. Ooh. Yeah. Did was... you have survival horror adventures there? Yes. Sweet. We survived horribly. Are you secretly dead? Maybe. No. Are you publicly dead? No. Okay. I might just be a zombie. Or that's just mm. how I get through my work week. Anyway, um, it was a great time. Like I said, got to hang out with family. Um, went out on the lake. It was just what I needed. So... Came back mostly recharged. Uh, didn't want to come back because it was that much fun. That's yeah. always a good sign of a good vacation or a good break is when you just are like, do I have to? Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how we've been up to. If uh, you guys want to share what you've been up to, you can always uh, jump into our Discord channel and uh, j chat with us there. Um. And uh, like I said, we, we can talk about anything you want to talk about there. There's Final Fantasy channels. You can talk about food. You can talk about just all the random shit. It's, it's, it's just a great place to sit down and talk with people. I can tell you to take better care of your mental health. I do that a lot. He does that everywhere, though. Thanks for the reminder. Yep. And also stay hydrated. Yes. Do we have Hydrobot still? I think Hydrobot disappeared. He does oh, that. So I just, I, I just have this. Instead, opinion bot will tell you to stay hydrated, but not how That's much you important. need to drink. I mean, if you're thirsty, drink some more. Or, yeah. or if you're thirsty, just stop being Jesse. I mean, okay, I have to call back. Rush is not my favorite character in the Seven remake. We're gonna be talking about that here in a second. I know, but I'm pretty sure it's Jesse might actually be the best character. Jesse is the best character, and any other answer that you have is wrong. I'm sorry. True. True. Girl knows what she wants. Speaking of Jesse and, and, and that, we're going to jump into some Final Fantasy VII news. Uh, there was an article posted out on, uh, or there was actually yeah, an article printed in the latest Famicom in Japan. Um, talking about the Final Fantasy uh, 7 Part 2 production and how it is in full swing. Uh, we have a couple of sources for that information. Uh, one of them is thanks to uh, our friends over at Nova Crystallis, as well Shout as... Out to them for keeping us very well informed. Yes, they do an amazing job. Um, the other one is from a Japanese blog. Uh, Ryo Kutia... 2089.com uh, You'll need to uh, um, translate that one. Use your Google Machine Translate and good luck to you. Or your Japanese skills. Punks. If you have them, that's even better. I don't have we them. We used both and it's still a mess. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I'm guessing there's a lot of like casual and slang language which machine learning never plays well not. with. Yeah, nope. it, it's not good. But the gist of the whole story is everybody hates Roche. Rude. That was sad. No, it's it's serious. Um, basically, he was supposed to have appeared in the final battle, um, but uh, they they took him out because it destroyed the mood. 
Yep. Yeah. It was very weird when it was like, it's like, oh, it destroyed the mood. And we were kind of looking at the loose translation, like, well, what does that mean? And then it was like, okay, well, what if he was in the battle? It's like, well, where does he fit? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's How not like he, he can... link with Zach. How can he chase us uh, on a motorcycle through the narrow streets of the slums? I mean, it's not like he can really fit much through there, especially when they're I mean, in, in pieces. When you're sufficiently badass, you hand wave it for the purposes of whatever, but... Roche isn't badass. Requires, yeah, it requires sufficient badassery to pull that off. Zach could have pulled it off. Zach is sufficiently yes. badass. Oh, Zach can pull off a lot of things if he wants to. What? For you, especially his shirt, right? To start. Yikes! <laughs> but! <laughs> okay, am I wrong? Oh my. Can you deny the truth that stares you in the face? I don't even know what I'm talking about here. Alright, so, uh, uh, producer uh, Katase says the, st the, the new story is under in full swing and it has begun... Um, Nomura says, um, uh, what is it he says? I can't read that very well. It's, it translated Which out one is the second one. Highlight it for me. Uh, uh because I came like to, to the watcher is visible in contact. Oh yes, that's right. The watcher being those, uh, yeah, those things. Um, because what? came to the watcher is visible in contact with Aerith, comma, Aeris cannot say from when, question mark. Still, <laughs> machine translation, everyone. And this is why we still need localization editors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no. So I, I, I've been hearing this from other sources as well. They're working on, you know, keeping the story going. Um, they've been able to overcome some of the hurdles that uh, um, the home isolation and, and uh, the things associated with COVID-19 have brought. And they're able to get back into uh Basically, um, you know, full swing again. Yep. Stuff's gonna be delayed. There's no real way around it. So yeah. So we, we just have to find a way to work through it. Hopefully sometime in the near future we'll have an idea as to when we might be seeing part two. Um, but until then, it's just a lot of speculation at this point. So take it all with a grain of salt until you hear specifically from Square Enix. So... Um, there was a bit of Crystal Chronicles news. Apparently, um, the remaster will not have offline co-op. I mean, it's a little less relevant now, but I'm still disappointed. I mean, as we were talking about it earlier when the news was coming out, it was like, uh, but couch co-op is so much fun. Anyone that's ever played Mario Kart will agree. Mm -hmm. And also, couch co-op is the worst. Anyone that's ever played Mario Kart will agree. Mm -hmm. Or Mario Party. Well, Mario Party's another bad one. Um, well, see, like, Mario just, Party just involves a lot of alcohol, though. It's true. Uh, Mario Kart can as well. That's a whole other game. Uh, yeah, Crystal definitely. Chronicles is definitely one that I have memories of. GameCubes, GBASPs, connection cables, entirely too much pizza, and just hours and hours and hours of taking turns carrying the bucket. And it's like, that's fine. Man, 2001 was a long time ago. We have yeah. definitely upgraded and if we're all getting it on, like, Switch, like Monster Hunter style, then no, we all just gather, except that right now we can't gather. But if we're playing it on, like, PS4, I don't see a reason why I shouldn't be able to at least do two-player on one console. Mm -hmm. But instead, it's like, no, you need four PS4s. 
you need four switches. And it's like, this was the reason why the game was hit and missed 20 years ago, guys. Was that buying four sets of hardware is tough, but they already announced that you don't need a full version of the game if, yeah. you, if one person has it. So yeah. that's helpful. I mean, that does make the, the entry uh, fee a little bit easier to swallow, but you still have to have a uh, two to $300 console to play it on. But yeah. most of the people will have that at least. So I understand, um, like I said, especially nowadays with uh, social gatherings being more difficult, um, having online play available is, is great. Um, putting both in might actually just be difficult to do overall. And they may have just made a choice of like, hey, between these, this is the one that we think is more important to future growth. I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. I don't get it. But like when we played Diablo three, we had uh, we brought the disc version over that Buddy James had. We hooked three controllers up. We sat in front of a seventy inch TV and ate Chinese food and played Diablo three for five hours. <laughs> we also have all played it individually and solo. Like we have that option, but that's also. I don't want to say, oh, it's Blizzard doing Blizzard things. It's like Square Enix makes pretty big ass MMOs too. We're in one right now. So they've got the infrastructure. Just an interesting business choice. Well, I mean, you could do it locally, but it would require it to be land party style. And in the 2020 current situation, that's a challenge. So maybe they patch it in later. Who knows? I'd be down for that. I mean, I don't. I don't think they foresaw any of this, so... Oh, God, no. None of us did, but, like, like they could also... Any business that did? Later. Like, any business that did? Why didn't you tell us? You could have stopped this! It's like that one XKCD where someone's like, Oh, 2007 called? They want their... 2007 called? Did you warn them? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> all right so that's the other bits of news we're also now going to talk about the big piece of news that we got this week we finally had a letter from the producer live part oh 59 my God, we actually have things to talk about a balm to the soul <laughs> as it were to yes we have a letter from the producer patch 5.3 reflections in crystal uh they reiterated the release date is august 11th Patch 5.31 will be releasing approximately three to four weeks after that. And then patch 5.35 is going to be approximately a month and a half after the initial release. And that all becomes relevant as we discuss things coming up within the patch. Yeah. Most of the stuff's 5.3, but a little bit of things to... Which is kind of nice, given that some of the stuff is like, oh, Ishgard Restoration is in there, and uh, trying to race to compete on that while there's all this other new stuff just would feel cruel. Yep, so they're extending some of these things out a bit to yeah. give people things to do and not overwhelm them. No, I must consume all of the content at once. Um, So, they released a new trailer, which... Uh, it brought raised just as many questions as it answered. They usually do that, yeah. I was gonna say that's that sounds like a Square Enix trailer. I mean, that's it, just kind of how it works. It's a good trailer, though. If you haven't watched it, definitely, definitely do. Um, 
after the, the show, of course. After the show, yeah, you know. I did post a link to the YouTube um, in the chat, and it will be also in the show notes for those of you listening on the podcast. Um, I mean, I do want to uh, point out, go back and take a look at the last trailer and all the stuff we speculated from it, and then how it actually turned out. They frequently will take several voice clips, put them together in a way such that they seem they're related, and put them over another scene. So yeah, but don't go making too many assumptions about what's actually going to happen. Here. I know, but it's fun to speculate, especially oh, yeah. on the things that the Crystal Exarch said. Uh, speculating is great, and you should totally do that. Just please don't make the leap to this is proven fact. We talked about this during pre-show. Don't make me explain the thing again that they won't let me say the phrase. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really excited that we're finally getting some more content because the content drought is real. You can see it in Limsa on Tuesday mornings, like how bad it is. It's like people I've pieced out for a little. I've pieced out for months. Like a bunch of people are taking breaks. Uh, our FC leader is gone. He's going to be coming. He says he's going to come back in uh, 6.0. Oh, oh while he's gone for that he long. Just got, he got so, oh, in fairness, he's a teacher. So he's kind of oh. his entire life right now. Um, yeah, he had to downgrade his lot on this place. He had to sell about half his guitar collection. Like uh. he's in a weird spot. Fourteen gets backburnered. Mm, like absolutely. that one. That's that's fair on that one. But Real like, life he's got is always first. Exactly. Yeah. He's got some stuff going on, but for I mean, my summoner is at seventy-two. I finally have a bard. I'm like, leveling Astro. I've at level six for five years. It's now level thirty-one. Like it's been that boring. Hey, we finally found Thaumaturge. Sorry, I hmm? didn't, what did you say? Hey, Klaus, what level is your Thaumaturge? Twenty-one. <laughs> oh my god! I think it went up. It did. It was eighteen or nineteen. <laughs> okay. Holy crap! Okay, this is more serious than I thought. Okay. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Eight, eleven. That's the day, everybody. We're gonna have but, stuff to do. Praise the praise, Heidelin. Let's do this. My monk is seventy nine. Damn. My. I'm uh, still more impressed by the thaumaturge. Like my, that's some real boredom. There. My dark knight is fifty four. Okay. My astro is thirty one now. Ooh. So yeah. Wait. Doesn't it start at thirty? Yes. I, I, I ran P <laughs> I ran PvP roulette with it today. <sighs> I just I need to be careful how much I laugh or I'm actually gonna fall over in my chair. That's great. <sighs> but no, I mean I have been leveling all the jobs. I mean I have so many jobs sitting at eighty right now, it's not even funny. Well, I mean, you gotta clear out. clear up our inventory, get rid of all of this random green gear that yeah. we've been sitting on for five years. Well it actually allowed me to put a lot of it into the uh, um the armoire, so I can then have yeah. it for glamours. Because I'm not get, I'm there's no way in hell I'm getting rid of my foe strikers gear. Okay. No, foe strikers gear is very good. You could replace it so easily, though. But it's foe strikers gear. Like four unsynced runs. Like so. I already have it. Uh, the amount of times I ran Shisui of the Violet Tides is entirely too many. The fact that it's uh, you're guaranteed a drop means there's a cap on it, though. Fair. Like, I, I that's one of those it. quality of life upgrades that I don't think gets nearly enough love. Oh, it's nice to have, but I, I already have it and I've been hanging on to it. So I just was able to now 
get all the jobs that actually used it as legit gear leveled up so I can now put it away. Uh, speaking of quality of life upgrades and more stuff to do, we have new MSQ quests. Yeah, the quality of life of having a, a main scenario quest to run is amazing. I can't <laughs> believe that that little brown banner is going to pop back up on my screen again for the first time in a while. Oh, man. And, and they said to, like, there was some comment about the amount of time we'll need to set aside for just, like, watching scenes and like, right? Like, big shit's going down. Well, it's the end of the, uh, um, our arc here on the first, so. Hmm. That's weird, dude. I know, right? That's why it's people are speculating about shit here. happening to the Exarch, so. Because, I mean, it's already Dude, been stated that, you know, the, the for sure way to get us back is basically to him to die. Yeah, he's no, also probably. been trying to die every other cutscene since 5.0. So. I just don't let him we'll turn into a happens. Dark Knight, okay? Uh, Yistola had some great snark about that. <laughs> Will you quit trying to kill yourself to save us all? We have other plans. Your All followers right. await your divine judgment. Speaking of wanting to kill yourself, the new beast tribe are the dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's crafting wow. based. Wow. Yeah, I you mean That's so good. That's so I can't even be upset. <laughs> Holy that shit. A segue. <laughs> I have long been on team beast tribes are dumb, and this one is crafting based, and yikes. I mean, for those of you who don't already have crafters at 80, what's wrong with you for one? What have you been doing? No, I mean, the thing is, even if you do have crafters at it, like, even if I had had all my crafters capped at that point, the Namazu were just delightful. Yes, yes. Washoi! Um, oh, I haven't given a good Washoi in a while. But, uh, so, I mean, it's going to be a crafting-focused um, beast tribe. And I, it's probably gonna be the last one for uh, Shadowbringers. They gen the trend has generally been uh, three beast tribes per expansion. Uh, the next thing they would usually do is in, uh, like X four or X five. I forget exactly which to have the quest that brings them all together. It's usually, they haven't given everyone enough time to cap them. It's usually gonna be the point five patch, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I do understand. Um, Square Enix is trying to push the player base to, you know, do a little bit more of the crafting and the gathering, which is why we, I mean, we had the, uh, the Katari, you know, very early on as a beast tribe for gathering, um, to, to push people to, to do that. Um, I mean, even the Mughals were a crafting and gathering based one, um, as were the, uh, Namazu. But uh, I didn't mind the Moogles and the Namazu, honestly. Like, I pick on it, but, like, realistically, those were some slow grinds, and just crafting stuff for the market board gets very, very expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... And so it definitely was a nice way to have an option. But now that we have Ishgard and stuff, that's not so relevant. Yeah, that, that's yeah. My, my biggest point. Is I mean, they've been pushing so hard on leveling, crafting, and gathering with the Ishgard Restoration Project um, that... I'm not sure why they doubled down and made individual beast tribes for crafting and for gathering. I mean, that's something that can uh, still be available uh, when Ishgardian Restoration... Be Let's see. I mean, the thing oh, no, is that happens. But, like... 
Ishgard restoration is not going to be completed thing. I mean, it's going to continue on even once the uh, housing area right. is open. But once a once a phase is completed, there is a bit of a die down on it. Yeah, and also it's just a kind of a little bit of variety type thing. If you just want, hey, here's with Ishgard restoration, you still do actually have to gather materials, get all the stuff together. So the Beast Tribe ones, they'll usually supply you the materials. It's kind of a lower barrier to entry, something that's easy to knock out if you just have like ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah, but I mean, it 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 really dumbs down the uh, the, the leveling process of it, I guess. Well, Sure, it's meant to be accessible to people who may not be interested in going as, in as depth. All right. uh, that's also why it's relatively tight. You only get so many a day. If you're someone who wants to put in a bit more effort, Ishgard Restoration lets you go as much as you want. You can level a bit faster. So there's options for different play styles. Fair. Like, that's one of the big things I see this as, providing options that work for different play styles. Also, I just have a soft spot for a lot... I remember even back with the Ixal ones, I noticed that the types of materials they would ask you to prepare and the justification for why it was important and all the things like that would change based on what job you came to them on. So it was like, okay, there's some nice attention to detail here. Yeah, it'll be interesting also, to see what they bring. I also like the fact that like we, we've been doing this with Disciples of War and Magic, where it's like, do you just want to grind for tomes doing roulettes and then every five or six weeks you buy a really nice piece of gear? Yes. Cool. Congratulations. You can do that if you have the time or you're a no-lifer or whatever. However, if you are the type of person that wants to go do the extremes, that wants to go do the savage, that wants to spend the time and have a static and schedule hours of play, cool, do that. And you also get super nice gear. This but is for everyone. There's a spot that you can sit and do both of those things you've heard about you know the people and it's in every mmo and every mmo has the story of the dude that does nothing but fish or whatever and yeah, it's his like, name is sarah these i don't know what you're are, talking about these stories exist and i'm not specifically calling you out but like there are people <laughs> that are like oh yeah i loved the crafting and gathering i got stuck because i couldn't go any further because my fighting class with a sword was only level five or whatever and those people will buy jump potions and then all they do is teleport from town to town and build armor or whatever in the walkways. And they just like playing market board the game. And we have a game that supports that. So, okay, cool. We have an opportunity for people to build Ishgard and hang out with beast tribes and play the market board and craft collectibles and craft collectibles for their grand company. And now all of a sudden they're playing 80 hours a week and they haven't touched a dungeon. That's pretty dang cool, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know what else is pretty dang cool? New trials. Oh, do we get to yell Shinji getting the robot again? Yes. <laughs> there is going to be a yes. new Sorrow of Werelitz trial. We get uh, Sapphire Weapon. Was that one specifically a trial, or is, I thought that one might be a solo duty? I forget exactly what was said. Well, no, it's um, listed under the trials. Okay. And, you know, it would be kind of tough to do that as a solo duty. <laughs> duty. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Stinian could fight a, a proto-Ultima. He'll be fine. But that's a Stinian. He's got Nidhogg with him, too. <laughs> He's got the power of Nidhogg to just stab things with. Cutscene power! God. Um, we have a couple of story-based trials that are going to be uh, added as well. They haven't said what they are because they are spoilery. 
Um, and they are adding in the new Unreal Trials um, with this patch. Basically, it's going to take an old trial and uh, give it an up-synced difficulty. Uh, this one, and they are also limited time. So you will only have it available um, for, I believe, this patch cycle. And this one is going to be Shiva. Uh, Even the location is pretty cool sounding. Once you um, complete it um, for the week, you are uh, you get to uh, partake in a faux hollows mini game. You can do that once per week, I believe. Um, oh, so cool! So it's I... it's it's only it's only fake hollow. It's not really hollow. It just looks hollow. You look hollow. What? Uh, have you seen me lately? We're all kind of hollow now. Um, what? I'm not hollow at all. I have been eating my body weight in Oreos for the last couple of weeks. And Doritos and pizza. Yeah. So much Doritos. So much pizza. I I run, but that's not enough. I can't out-train the diet. <laughs> um... But uh, the other thing we get, the new dungeon, is the Hero's Gauntlet. If I recall correctly, um, because of, uh, I think it was a few months ago, I don't know if this is the first patch or if the last one was, uh, where we only get one dungeon per patch now. So yep, it's, focus it, on it's been this entire uh, expansion. Yeah. Eh, I'm okay with it. I mean, if it's a good dungeon, sure. If it's a Orum Vale, maybe less great. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're getting any more Orum Veils. Until we get Orum Veil hard. Didn't they say they wouldn't do that? I'm pretty sure they said they wouldn't do no, that. No, I think they said they don't have time to do that right now. Okay, they have even less time now. We're probably safe. <laughs> God, For I now. hope so. Damn it, Klaus, don't do this to me. <laughs> well, now I'm worried. That's great. I'm so excited about that. The thing that I think everybody is looking forward to, though, is the new Alliance raid, uh, Yorha Dark Apocalypse Chapter 2, The Puppet's Bunker. Hells, yes. <laughs> Apparently dwarves are building tanks in that one. I mean, they were already getting ready for their big festival. But I, th I think those, I think uh, uh, those two uh, yahoos um, that have been following us around in there uh, got inspired by that stupid tank that we fought in the first one. Anog and Konog? Yeah, those two. I will say my first time in there was the Tuesday, was day zero, it was day one of that patch, and we got to that final fight, and the music started, and we wiped like three times. We just, yes. we could not, we're like, this song is so good, this fight is so fun, oh my god. Yeah. So, I'm really, and now we're like, Hey, how do we cheese this? Do we just lose an alliance here? It's fine. Yeah. Like we just we have like all of the gamer side of us came out, well, and now we're not even playing it. Remember, if we wipe, um, the the one of the alliances is going to have to uninstall. But world first clear means that another server gets deleted. Yes. How do we destroy Genova? I mean, and and then um. You know, we only have, what, 153 more parts to go after this? Before the mm. game uninstalls? <laughs> so, like, so, like, can I adopt a child to be the one who carries on my character? Or does it have to be, like, natural birth? 
I just love the fact that that uh, that's what they decided to goof off on when they had that interview with uh, Yoko Taro last time. Yeah, they talked a little bit about like this uh, wanting to have like a a mechanic that would just instantly wipe the entire alliance or things like that, and being told no, you can't do that. Or to wipe in their hard drive. No. <laughs> There's that actually was... a couple things in some of the preview images that well, stick around after the show, and I'll talk a little more about that. There's some interesting and hilarious stuff in there. All right. Uh, some sure of, for those of you who are still new to the game or um, looking at running an alt, um, they are implementing the uh, uh, the A Realm Reborn revamp in patch 5.3. Um, they're adding a new teleportation ticket to take you directly to the Waking Sands. So, you, so it makes it much easier to pray return. <laughs> um, they're adding flying to the original ARR zones. But you have to have completed the ARR MSQ before you can actually fly in those zones. Wouldn't you have to complete the section of Heaven's Word that allows you flying mounts as well? They'll probably change up that bit. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll change it up somehow. Yeah, when they say AR MSQ in this case, I believe that means uh, the ultimate weapon. Okay. Which at that point, you'll have visited all the zones and have an idea. The general idea is they don't want you to have flying in the area before you've been there and gone through it. Yeah. Because that's definitely one of the things that gets you good at an area is you have to go find all of the little aether currents and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Or you just have a friend with a car and you just fly everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I know uh, the quest Aether Currents, there's always one of them that's like, you get it from the last MSQ thing you do in that area. Mm -hmm. Or yes. one of the last ones. Yep. They do that on purpose, and it's a very good idea. They, they yep. didn't design the quests in ARR around that way, so they, they'll, they'll come up with a different way to enable it. I mean, it sounds like it's just once you finish the, the Ultima weapon, you get to fly everywhere. And then the side quest adjustments... Uh, um, fetch quests have been nerfed. They're mostly there for story anyways. Or lore. Yeah. Um, uh, did they also talk, do we, they also mention the adjustments they're making to the free trial as Oh, we talked about that later. Yep, cool. that, that's coming up in a bit. Um, yeah. next step, uh, is actually coming in 5.35. Um, it's the first upgrade step for the resistance weapons. Technically, the first upgrade step was getting some scale powders. No, that's the getting the weapon. Oh, right. Okay, fair. <laughs> you have out-technically corrected me. The best kind of out-technically correcting. Woo! I can die happy now. Then die. Wait, what? So who's going to run the show? I'm looking at the audience to do it. God. Pyrocats, you're in charge of the show. Have fun with that. Lord help us all. Um, so with that, we're getting a large-scale instance, the Bojan Southern Front. Um, it's a 72-player large-scale instance content, so it's smaller than uh, um, Eureka. Eureka, I believe, was 144. I think so. So it's half the size. Um to enter, you must be at least level 71, so you can actually utilize this for leveling jobs. Yeah, I believe it's going to be a mechanic where it upscales you while you're in there, kind of like what happened with the Palace of the Dead. Mm, 
I don't know. I thought I saw something about that. Um, it, it allows you to change jobs and form parties within. Um, and it's, like you said, you can gain experience if below level 80. Um, but once you hit level 80, you'll be synced to eye level 430. It includes a separate leveling system called your resistance rank. Um, you can level it easily, either solo or in parties, so you don't have to go through the entire um, NM train like they had in Eureka. Good, because that was long. That took yep. a long yeah. time. And you have to earn something called metal in order to raise your rank. And you don't get it by going through Bardom's metal. Mounts will be available at the onset, but flying is disabled. That's fine. Yeah. And fine with that. And death will result in the loss of accumulated metal. I mean, it sounds like mostly it's, hey, if you prove you're sufficiently badass, and it, the metal system sounds like, do things that are badass and prove that you're supporting the thing, and the upper brass will give you permission to go on the special missions. Yeah, it, you're basically increasing your your uh, um your your notoriety. Your uh, um metal being M E T T L E, not M E T A L. Dude, yeah. that's so metal. Not, uh, not, not that metal. Uh, they mentioned that uh, for those critical engagements where there's a limited number of people, if more people apply to participate in it, then uh, it can fit. That it's randomly determined with preference being given to people who have been doing uh, more badass things. Yeah, we're getting to that. We're getting to that. Okay, okay fine. Um, so the, the content is going to revolve around two different things, skirmishes and critical engagements. Uh, skirmishes are similar to Fates or the NMs in um, Eureka. Um, and there is no player limit base except for the limit of what the zone will allow. But these critical engagements, engagements, I'm going to liken that more to the emergency missions in Diadem. Um, in the fact that it's a, uh, a an instanced boss event that requires special conditions to trigger. Uh, these allow 24 to 48 people. Um, and once one has gone off, you can queue as a party. And as Sarah was saying, if more than 48 people, players are selected randomly. And if you have more metal, you may be given priority. They also mentioned that help us trigger, helping to specifically trigger the critical engagement or using special items, which I imagine would come from having built up metal in the past, will also help give you priority for access to that. Yep. Or so everyone gets a Everyone gets a chance at it, but if you've been uh, working a bit harder for the cause, then you get priority access. Which is good. I mean, it, it makes people who are actually doing the content actually get a little bit, a little bit of a priority, and I appreciate that. But also, people who are playing a little more casually still get their chance for a moment at glory. Yep. Um, beyond that, um, it provides extra metal um, and rewards when it's completed, and excellent results. This one's fun will trigger a 1v1 event with the enemy general where one player gains access to this duel. Now, I, what the hell is this? Special <laughs> requirements can be met to get selected for this duel, such as not being hit by an AOE or something else. Something just where you stand out in the battle will allow you to potentially be chosen for this battle. And from what I was 
have been hearing about this, this battle has the difficulty of a savage raid. Now, I would, I would like it if it became something where if it, you trigger it and they win it, then everyone gets some kind of reward for it. That encourages people to stick around, cheer you on. It kind of like would give that feel of, hey, this is a climactic battlefield event where the entire army is watching as this, climax, as this huge climactic duel happens. So I really hope it's something where everyone who is involved in the engagement gets some kind of reward. I'm interested to see I, I don't want to, you know, okay, it's cool. We do this, this big event, and it's like, all right, we had an excellent result. Did you have fun? Yes. Fine. Now one person is doing this thing. Do I just sit there and watch? Do I log out? Is there something to do afterwards? What if it's a player that's not interested or just not good? And they're like, well, I won, I won the chance to do this, but I'm casual and my gear is under or whatever. And they just they get wrecked. And then we're like, cool. There's 72 people here. 24 of them could have done that. 12 of them of those could have done it easily. And instead, uh, Balls Deep 69 over here with a fake (laughs) character name decided to log in and he got wrecked in two hits. So uh, I will point out, they said the requirements to be selected uh, involve things like not being hit by a single AOE during the uh, critical engagement, other stuff like that. So someone who managed to get selected is going to have to have been playing at a pretty uh, decent skill level in the preceding stuff. I've also heard that this fight actually is meant, is basically you're gonna end up getting wrecked. It's, it's that hard. It's designed for you to get wrecked and the reward is how long do you last? And... I don't know, I just, I feel like if I get picked for it and I'm just, I'm literally just like, controller in one hand anime on the laptop not paying attention i mean i'm not going to be very excited to get picked if he got picked for it it's because you were doing really well in the critical engagement fair anyway so what happens if you don't get picked you just sit there and stare at somebody else we don't know we don't know we'll find out which is which is why I'm hoping that it's something set that where they've set up where the rest of the group still gets rewards. So it's saying it to be kind of a like that moment in the movies where you have the big battlefield scene and then suddenly these two uh, leaders kind of uh, come across each other and you have the entire army circled around kind of acting as spectators to it. That could be I neat. I feel like it's trying to recreate that kind of vibe. I hope it's something cool. We'll That's have to all see. I'm going with. Anyway, continuing on, um, metal. Uh, is only acquired via activities. Uh, you cannot get it by killing field mobs. Um, but you lockboxes... You're part of the group. You gotta actually put it, uh, effort into the group. Yep. But lockboxes are back. Everybody's favorite thing. Um, <sighs> and that is awarded from activities and field mobs. Uh, something similar to what we had in uh, Eureka um, with the... Uh, the Mnemonic thingies, whatever they were called again. Mnemonic, we'll say. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, you're gonna have something similar. It's called Lost Actions. Um, it provides various different effects. They're created by uh, using forgotten fragments that are found from activities and field mobs, and you can carry a certain number of them based off of um your the weight limit that you can carry 
each so of it these... sounds like something where if you uh if they're a particularly powerful one it's your basic lo loadout limit typing mm -hmm. uh smaller number of powerful actions or a larger number of weaker ones yep so you, it's going to limit the number you can have so let's say you've got a 24 weight limit and the ability to raise as a dps is going to take up say 12 of those let's be very clear that this is a speculative thing for how a system might work exactly i'm just absolutely guessing it it just it's going to leave you just a little bit of room for a few other things that you can add on but as with the uh those other actions from eureka it, it allows you to uh do some interesting things um that are not necessarily designed for your particular job like curing as a dps was really kind of neat And it's helpful as, to have lots of different styles of actions and options available to you. Yes. Um, there will be a Baldessian um, Arsenal equivalent uh, dungeon that will be introduced in 5.4. So it will not be coming in this patch, it will be coming in the next patch. Um, it will be more accessible based on uh, the player's opinions of Baldessian Arsenal. You know, people were... That's good at least. People were pretty butthurt about the... Uh, the organized groups. But, I mean, I could see being frustrated at the idea that it's impossible to participate in this unless you join one of these specialty groups. But, I mean, because of the difficulty of it, I also understand why the, the groups were formed. So, with that being said, hopefully the content won't be quite as difficult or will be easier to um, be performed with a random group of people. Yeah. We'll see what, what they bring. Uh, there is no elemental wheel. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. But there will be rare monsters that exist around the map. So, here comes NM spawns again. Or something like that. Yep. Maybe they'll be like named officers. Oh man, I am suddenly having Dynasty Warriors flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I just went Dynasty Warriors as soon as you said named officers. I'm like, oh, so they take more than two hits to kill? Great. Boo Boo I has entered the battle. <sighs> oh well, man, I, I kind of want to play Dynasty Warriors again. I do have his horse, so. Ooh. Red hair. Yep. Oh man, I was just talking with someone about how Romance of the Three Kingdoms, like is actually like pretty much a propaganda piece oh it's beautiful anyway uh and the nice bit about this the relic upgrade quest can begin right away when entering the instance so start that quest right away when 5.35 drops they know what we want um it you can upgrade the weapon through either a quest line or through skirmishes um and the required materials can be gathered outside of southern boja that's Ooh. what we know about that so far. Yeah, who knows what that's going to actually end up meaning, but... We'll, know, we'll learn more about it on the next live letter when they... Uh, oh, yeah. You know, before 5.35 drops. That's not now. I want to know now. Well, you'll just have to go to sleep for about uh, two months. Can do! <laughs> Wait. <laughs> um, and then when you wake up, it'll be now. Yay! I see no problems with this. Except for your job might have some problems with that. La 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 la, I can't hear sad thoughts. <laughs> I can't hear you over the sound of how awesome it is. 
And you wanted me back. So, job adjustments. <laughs> Monk. Uh, is gonna be getting a, a rework planned for 5.4, but until then, uh, they're reducing cooldown for perfect balance. Um, form shift will have one form reduced, and grease lightning I, may have some changes. I feel like that form shift one means that it starts you on the second form, because I always feel like, okay, I go to this one, and it's got the... I expect when I hit form shift that it's kind of like I hit the first thing of the combo and I should be on the second, but no, I'm still on the first and I'm hitting the wrong button and it just feels intuitively wrong. It means you get access because like you hit your, it's one, two, three, and then when you get back to one, there's an additional effect because when you switch from like true strike to whatever the next thing is, it's like, okay, cool. The problem is, is that when you hit that form change, you go, no, it, it does. You're right. It feels like you hit the first button. You should hit button number two. As opposed to now, you get your secondary effect from your boot shine combo, and I'm like, I don't care about that. I want my buff first, and then I'll figure yeah. out the rest. Forget what I even specifically care about. It just feels off. Yeah. You Extra feel button off. press for minimal for minimal gain. I do feel off. I've been working on it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Bard is getting potency increases for the global cooldowns. Finally. I mean, I shoot things with the arrows. And now those arrows are going to do more damage. Fuck yeah. Uh, Astro's getting an MP reduction, or cost reduction, I should say. Um, Summoner's getting a nerf uh, of Tri Disaster. It'd be nice. Of Tri Disaster, and that's it. <laughs> Summoner's getting a nerf because they were very powerful by accident. <laughs> Um, Warrior. AOEs have a multiplicative effect. Who could yeah. have predicted? Warrior is getting some changes to make uh, some buffs easier to maintain, and there will be other minor changes. But uh, you notice what job wasn't listed here for getting any buffs or nerfs? Black mage. I don't know who we hate or like right now. Black mage is basically the most OP thing right now. So. Oh. It's also Yoshi's favorite job. Well, it also, it also might be that they don't want to talk too much about the changes before they do it. I doubt they're going they to nerf. They need to make sure that their bunkers are prepared. They are not going to nerf Black Mage. <laughs> anyway, uh, Feast Season 16 will be beginning in uh, 5.3. Uh, for... Uh, Crafting and gathering, there will be new custom deliveries coming. So it means a, a new custom delivery client. I believe that's what that means, right? So now we have six. Uh, yeah, or I'm just because we have five. Yeah, I'm just kind of hoping that at some point they'll increase the limit, just because I still want to get uh, finish some of the achievements for the earlier ones. And if there are two available uh, at Shadowbringers level stuff. Uh, I'm sorry, Zloey, but I'm never going to see you again. Yeah. No. no, because like the only reason that I go to Idleshire ever at this point is that I actually do grab a, a book of Wondrous Tales. I haven't done that in ages. I grab it just because most of the time it ends up being um, free grade six or seven materia. It's free real estate. Like most of the time, but yeah, every like every once in a while, it's like, oh, I haven't done nine things that it wanted, 
and it's Monday. Well, I guess this book is going to be all dusty, smelly, and whatever. So I'll just never finish them. But I still whatever, have... Chloe, you got enough stories from us. You're just greedy now. I still have a book from probably about three months ago or longer. Yeah. Anyway. I pretty much just go Kaishir and whoever has a bonus. Yep. Yep. That's about the right way to do it. Whoever has yep. the, the easiest bonus to get. Well, also depending on whether you want crafting or gathering. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, trial synthesis is going to be added. So we're going to be able to tr uh, attempt to make things without actually burning through, um, you know, expensive mats. Yeah, they already had a, a thing like that for top-level recipes, so this is just expanding that to yep. all levels of crafting. And it, I don't think it's going to require buying an item to use for that. No. I'm okay with this. Yeah. It's a nice uh, quality of life thing to make crafting more accessible, especially to people who may not feel as confident with it and are nervous about burning up materials that it was hard for them to get. Yep. Uh, they're uh, adding in a recipe reverse lookup using inventory materials so you can see what you can make with things you have in your inventory. Oh, man, that I am actually really looking forward to. That's the type of thing I do manually all the time with many long hours spent flipping through garland tools and cross-referencing items. Being able to do it in-game is going to be so much easier. It were well, we, have, we have one of those as his website for, like, the what's in my fridge, where you just, like, put in all the food in your house, and it gives you recipes you can make, like, in real life. In 14, we have a fixed data pool of stuff that we can be carrying. So the fact that we finally built one it's it's been a long time coming yeah. it's going to be a very good quality of life though and it brings us one step closer to being able to craft from those inventories oh so anyways next topic <laughs> <laughs> uh mm. collectibles for turn-ins are no longer random i guess i'm requesting fixed items i'm not sure what so, that exactly means so i mean it has been the case that uh, each day at about noonish or 1 p.m. Pacific time, depending on whether it's daylight saving time or not, they would change which items they were requesting for collectibles. For, oh, okay. Uh, free and it sounds like that means it's just going to be a fixed list of stuff that doesn't change. Okay, so they're they're going to get rid of the uh, um, having normal and collectible versions of certain items. Uh, no, more like they're uh, like if, if you're a level 64 alchemist there might be two or three different items that they could be requesting uh, at the top level and which one they want would change from day to day. Uh, and now it would be, they always want the same item. Which yep. means they're going to be able to get rid of certain items that can be collectible. I suppose they might uh, trim out some of those, yeah. That's a good point. Because, yeah, like for Culinarian, there's like three or four at each level, and it's like, I have so many lemons. I have you know, three kinds of lemons and four kinds of butter, so I can craft these five levels worth of stuff but there's two or three in each one i need to be able to craft any of these 15 things so that i can get yeah. no that's, that's so why i hate culinary a, a lot and, of work and there's an element of uh it's this item today that's a pain i'm not even gonna bother today i'll just wait and see if there's something better tomorrow yeah okay or, that, or makes that sense. lemon is a hundred thousand gil each and it takes two that's another one that i just decided to stop and on. that's why you're going to blow up your house with the lemons. What? And you're going to be able to automate desynthesizing stacks of items. Oh, God. That's going to make my after fishing cleanup so much easier. Yep. 
<laughs> Finally. Um, Ishgardian Restoration, which is coming in, uh, the new stuff is coming in 5.31. Just call me the 10th because I am going to be full of water shards. Okay. And the no, next, the next step of Sky Steel tools are coming in 5.35. Oh, I need to like, I still got two of my sky, sky Steel tools. I need to finish. I should do that. I should do them to begin with. I'm in the middle. I have one. I don't even have one. I have, <laughs> I have all. I have a pan. I have a walk. I bought I all of the script items I needed for every single to, uh, crafting tool. But, have, but they're sitting in my inventory. Because I needed to spend script on something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I bought. I've, I just buy materia at this yeah. point. I Not searched yet. Dragon Sung, gave me eight results. All right. Then um, right. random stuff. Hey, Sarah. They're adding fish. Yay! <laughs> Um, Each fish is a tasty, tasty bit of lore. Also, occasionally, tasty fish. A bit of sad news. They have uh, canceled uh, FanFest in Japan. Not unexpected. Not unexpected. Well, kind of unexpected because Japan was absolutely rocking it for, uh, you know, keeping cases down. But I suppose because of that, they don't want to open it up and... Make it worse. Yeah. Plus, yeah. I'm sure probably... You, once you have stuff under control, you still have to be watchful about how much can you safely yep. reopen things before it starts exploding. And again. national directives have probably not lessened up to be able to allow an event of that magnitude. Uh, yeah. Coming in news from uh, <laughs> off of the Crystal Data Center. Uh, she actually lives in Kanagawa and she said it's fine everywhere but Tokyo. Like Ooh. they're like you can they're giving travel permissions and stipends and discounts like you can get on a bullet train from hokkaido to tokyo for like 35 bucks or something like it's so cheap to travel all over the country right now because they want people to travel and they want people to go out and they want people to kind of reinvigorate you know their mental health and mm -hmm. see a different set of walls for a while and let's be real let's spend some money in some of the more rural areas and then you look at the actual Tokyo prefecture and parts of the Chiba prefecture, and they're like, actually, yeah, don't come through here, though. Yeah. Like, Tokyo is still a complete disaster. Kanagawa's not much better. Chiba's not much better. Saitama is fine, somehow. Gunma is fine, somehow. Akita, yes, Pyrocats, I wasn't going to forget you. Totally fine. You go down to Nagasaki, totally fine. It's these big hubs... Like, Osaka's kind of ick, but Kobe's okay. The big hubs are still having problems with spiking cases, so they're just, they're being out of an abundance of caution. Mm. They're probably making that decision. Um, and EU has not yet been cancelled. It will be I soon. I would be surprised if it was. Oh, it will be. My guess is they're waiting to cancel it until um, they, they're, it's basically become an act of God kind of thing, so they'd be able to get back any type of... Uh, um, the, the maximum amount of funds that their insurance would allow. So, oh yeah, that's why cons were for everybody that was griping about their local and favorite anime con waiting until a month before con to announce that they were canceled. That's why is because they had to wait until mm -hmm. they absolutely had to, so that they could get all their deposits and stuff back, so that you get to have a con next year and your con doesn't mm -hmm. go bankrupt. Yeah, rest in peace, half the cons in the yeah, rest in peace, half the cons in the country that actually have gone bankrupt. 
Yeah. Yep. Because, like, otherwise it's a, well, you canceled well before this, so there's no way of knowing that it couldn't have gotten better. So we're going to go ahead and use this clause to say that we don't have to do this. Yep. And it's, you're it, out a million and a half dollars. It's it's absolutely a business reason why they're waiting until yep. the last possible moment. So Not even necessarily the last possible moment, just the moment defined by the contract. Well, that's what that would be the last possible moment defined by the contract. Or, the, or technically, in that case, it would be the earliest possible moment. But I'm right. trying to push the, the technically correct button, but I can't reach all the way to your desk. Eh, <laughs> you know what? We don't need that right now. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Um, and there's they, they also listed an in-game, uh, um, a slide that had a bunch of uh, in-game events. So, coming up, uh, right after patch 5.3 drops, we will get the Moonfire Fair. Which runs from eight twelve until eight twenty six, so we get to play with bombs again. Hell's yeah! Um, everybody's favorite event is coming back for a third time. Yokai watch. Maybe I should do it is, uh, with new weapons and a new mount. Yep. Um, it starts on eight nineteen and runs until five point four releases. I never did anything on the first one. I completed up to the second mount on two different characters. <laughs> I don't know how you had the patience, my dude. It's okay. I have medication to control that now. Good? <laughs> Question mark. <sighs> After being dead inside, Sarah will be able to celebrate the rising. Uh, which starts on 827 and runs until uh, September 10th. The maker. Uh, I think that's a more somber uh, introspective holiday. Not really celebratory, but we'll go with it. Well, you're Fire dead up. inside at that point, so you may as well rise up. Rise uh, with me, rise with me, rise with me, rise. Anyways. The Make It Rain campaign is coming back uh, late October. And oh, yeah, get that MP MGP. And you can, maybe you'll be able to get the uh, Rainmaker hair. That that if you're watching on the uh, um, live on the podcast or live on Twitch or watching on YouTube, you'll see I'm rocking that hairdo. Um, for those who don't is know that what where that, that is, came from? yes, it mm -hmm. is also Minago's hairstyle. Yeah, but yeah, that's where I got that when 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 that uh, the initial Make It Rain campaign came out, and I've been rocking it ever since. Yeah, nice. Now I'll be able to maybe get it on alts so I can actually have the right hair on those. Huh. I've been thinking about learning how to play Mahjong properly. Well, if you it's if, fun. go back a few episodes, Sarah, you'll hear us talking about the pre-orders for the Mahjong set that's coming out. Ooh. <laughs> hey, Sarah, do you want to pay rent this month or do you want to buy a Mahjong set? <laughs> <laughs> Don't give him the option. He's going to buy how the Mahjong set. How much do I really need to live indoors? Sir, do you want to pay rent this month and next month, or do you want to buy a Mahjong set? My it's pretty bad, dude. <laughs> it's really closed from the elements. It's like, I mean, to get the set plus the mat is like two hundred and fifty bucks. It's not, yeah, it's not as bad as I'm alluding to, but it's still really expensive for a Mahjong set. Uh, uh, hundred ninety bucks for just the tiles. Yeah. Ooh. Which is not, you know, again, if you're super into Mahjong and you are super into 14, 
that's actually not terrible. But if you're like, I would like to learn this classic game, go buy a $20 set and calm down. It's fine. Yeah, you don't need, yeah, a, you don't need a $200 set for that. No. Yeah, I should probably not indulge that hard quite yet. Um, and they also announced that the All Saints Wake event will be delayed, um, but they'll be putting items up in the gold saucer as rewards. Halloween is canceled this year. Christmas is next. Um, the so amount of anger welling up inside me. <laughs> I like All Saints Wake. I like going into it was it was goofy, but I not doing the dungeon. Yeah, I understand. You know, oh, no, they had to I put something it. back. So, but yeah, All Saints Wake. Uh, maybe it's they didn't want to do the same thing for the third time in a row. They wanted to yeah, do something a little different this time. I could also see, like, given the content development cycle, that they might have had the stuff for the Moon Fire Fair and the Rising already prepared. Yeah. But at this point, it was a, okay, we can come up with new stuff for All Saints, or we can focus on the patch, but we no longer have the resources to do both. True. Um, like, given that, given that they tend to work a bit in advance on stuff... It can sometimes be a little while after the disruption happens before the content pipeline starts to actually slow. Yep. They gave some updates on how parties work. Um, as in, an existing party of players can join an a, a existing party in Party Finder if your spots line up. That's actually really helpful. I know that sometimes uh, Spender and I have been in a party just chatting, doing side things, and then we want to go join something in PF. And so, like, it's a minor little thing to have to drop, start joining ourselves, find out that the relevant slot for one of us filled up while the other was joining. Yep. As opposed to now where we can say, oh, we, they need a healer, a tank, and a DPS, and then your other DPS decides to peace out to go to work, and you're like, cool, the three of us are now going to join the four of them, and then we wait for one more person, and now we're going to go yep. pony farming? Or whatever? Whatever. Is it doggo farming these days? It's uh, dragon farming. Dragon farming, right. I still need some doggos. Um, they're I, adding... need some... I need doggos too. I need doggos as well, but... Uh, we'll worry about this later. Yep. They've added an option to where you can set it for one uh, player per job in Party Finder. If you want, so, you, so you don't end up with double dancers yep and you don't have to uh, manually make the changes on each slot well, I mean I more like relevantly that. you don't end up with like double scholars or double white mages true it's more well I think it's more for those people who want to maximize the output because duplicate jobs slows down limit bar growth well, yeah, but just in terms of the healers, having one regen healer and one uh, shield healer is the ideal. If you've got two white mages or two scholars, like one of their adloquiums is kind of overriding the other ones. It's a lot harder. Mm -hmm. You uh, ideally want two different healers or two astrologians. Now, this one is probably my the, the thing that I'm going to enjoy the most is you can now use world visit while in a party or while in a, even while in a cross world party. Oh my gosh, I was uh, hanging out with some of those friends I mentioned last night, and every time it's like I was in the party, it's like, oh, I need to jump back to my world for this. Damn it, I have to drop. It was like the uh, littlest thing, but it just kept being this building annoyance. It's really going to help those people who like to do uh, hunt trains. Mm. You no longer have to drop your party 
to continue on to a train on with a train in another server. Nice. Everybody Ooh, can just work cool. together. Friendship. Um, they're adding new uh, chapters to New Game Plus. Um, they're adding token vendors to cities. They are adding a uh, um, a new fashion accessories option in the UI for parasols and the like. Oh, thank goodness. They're like, adding... It was annoying to find some of those. They're adding more umbrellas. I believe eight umbrellas. That is also good. Like a single one was not enough. Um, they're adding sticker mode and presets to group pose. I like the presets because there's a few that I use on a regular basis, and then having to remember what the settings are is kind of a pain in the ass. Now I can actually save it. Ah, the truest of end games evolves to the next level. Yes. Um, new mounts and minions. That is the truest of end game right there. It's playing photo booth with group pose. Um, they're adding new housing furniture and Hrothgar and Vera mannequins. And as Sarah was trying to allude to earlier, but uh, we were talking. We'll talk about now the free trial and starter edition get updated. Um, the level cap yes. for the trial is uh, increased to 60. That was a little unexpected. And so now the starter edition, if you buy the, the game, is going to include up to Heavensward. You'll be able to play... That's a lot of content. So yeah. If you have never played this game before and you have not purchased the game, you can once patch 5.3 drops, you'll be able to download the free trial, start your character, and play all the way through Heavensward, all the way through patch 3.56. They made sure to mention that that includes access to the jobs that you unlock in Heavensward as well, all that good stuff. Yep, and uh, you'll be able to uh, get access to the RAW. That's so much. Just the fact that you can play multiple jobs, as opposed to like a lot of MMOs where you need a different character for a different job, 14, you don't have that limitation. So you can level whatever you pick in ARR at level one. You can take that all the way to 60 and finish Heavensward. And then you can grab a completely different class and level that all the way to 60, plus crafting and gathering, plus you do a different role. Yeah, I mean, I would have understood. Thousands of hours of free gaming. Just here you go. I, I would have understood if they had only increased it out to allow you to complete ARR. 2.55 plus. 2.56 or whatever it is, level 50, Realm Reborn, you need, you must buy Heaven's Word to proceed past this point. No, they're it's giving us the, the next expansion too. I mean, they went way above and beyond. Yeah. I I'm mean, so the excited that we are part of this game and we are part of this community because it's like, here's something that has kept us entertained and happy for four years. You can have it for free. I just... The only thing I wish was that people could, you know, it would allow people who have played the game for a while and then stop their sub because they weren't interested anymore. Mm -hmm. If they could come back for free. Yes, but instead yeah. the system is set. So once you've switched to being a paid account, you always you have to be a paid, paid account. account. You can never go back to being free. 
Yeah, this was probably just like the easiest thing that they could do without revamping the entire system. Yeah, that might be something coming up because I know, like I said, my sister, I got her into the game and I bought her everything up until uh, Stormblood, I believe. I don't think I ever bought her Shadowbringers yet, but um, she hasn't played in a while because she's been saving her money for other things. And I understand, yep. but it would yep. be very cool if she can now come back at in uh, 5.3 and resume as a free player and get at least up to heaven's word. I feel like you should there if they're going to set that like I agree with you've been if you had a free account you switched to paid and you haven't played in a long time you should be able to go back to free. You know if you haven't played in a year come on dude if somebody hasn't played your MMO in a year give them something free. Mm-hmm. Believe me. You might get us even if you only get a sub for they play for free for 3 months they sub again they sub for 4 or 5 months. That's still a player for seven months. Or just allow you to play for free up until the end of Heaven's Word, and then you have to pay in order to get access to Stormblood. And they, uh, they may look at expanding this as they go. Just This was uh, some, a relatively easy thing to do that didn't require rewriting the internals for how the free trials work or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Agreed. Well, like an easy get. Like I said, I mean, I, I appreciate what they're doing. Like I said, it, I'm just oh, yeah. commenting in a case that I am aware of that we're, it would be helpful to go maybe yeah. one step beyond. And yeah, the friends who I was used to do the weekly cooking thing with in the world before, uh, we spent an entertaining uh, hour or so running and goofing around uh, with them and some of their other friends on Excalibur last night. It was good. Yay. All right. So that was patch or that was the live letter. For patch 5.3 part two it gave us a Yay, lot of things to be it. excited about yeah I had, I had kind of been drifting off not because i didn't like the game but just because it was like i don't have time for this there's not a lot going on and i'm feeling excited again yeah i mean we it was two extra months of uh of the you know the the content drought which i mean they can't help but no still no sucks. no no, and if they try to fight the content drought by having more con- more rapid content, we're gonna see a quality drop, guaranteed. Yep. Yeah. Or we're gonna end up with those point one, point two, point three patches where people are like, "Oh, cool, thanks for content that I don't care about." There's that one that was like blue mage and PvP, and we were all like, "Well, what the fuck is the point?" <laughs> like nobody plays this shit, but the people that love PvP were all into it. The people that are really into Blue Mage were all into it. Those that are tome grinding and fishing and filling out logs. We we played something else with motorcycles for a while. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's get back into that music stuff that we've been talking about these past few episodes. Now, Uh, this was the one I did not want to miss. I'm so glad you're back, man. This is one that I haven't played. So I'm going to leave it up to Sarah and Talas to kind of talk through it, though I'm still the one in charge of the music. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, please, please still be in charge of playing the songs. Yes. All right. DJ Klaus is spinning up the hottest tracks. What? So, um, we, we are going to be continuing on with our, uh, our look at the Final Fantasy soundtracks with um, Final Fantasy V. Um, if you have Spotify, 
you can uh, go out and uh, they ha actually have this album out there um, and you can listen to it there um, or you can uh, go out and find it on whatever uh, um, website or you know place of uh, business may have it I happen to find the sound radio does not support the cool cool crime of music piracy no absolutely not um, I have been purchasing all of these to make sure you know to support um, this company that has done so much for us. Um, I actually found a, uh, somebody local that had a brand new unopened copy of this, uh, soundtrack. So I went to go get that this week. Hmm. It just, it happened to work out, um, that it was local. Otherwise I had been getting digital copies prior to that because it's, it's much easier and usually less expensive, but, uh, I still like collecting physical soundtracks. Makes sense. There's something about owning the physical object. For something like FF5, even somebody like me is definitely like, no, no, this is a one that having an actual physical copy is a very good thing. All right. So it is a two CD set. There is that much music in Final Fantasy V. We will be talking about disc one, which starts out a little like this Oop, not like that like this this is the main theme of Final Fantasy V one of its titles is Ahead on Our Way and it's when the game screen loads, you see a shadowed figure on the shadowed back of some kind of bird that you have no idea what it is. Cough, cough. Uh, it looks weirdly like the uh, the dude on a bird that's currently chilling in front of us here in the, on Twitch, if you're watching. Uh, and you just see this running, and it's shadowed, and the colors start to fade, and you see a title screen. And you have to remember that the last game that we had was four. How dense was four? And now we're getting a new chapter in this franchise. And we have this rising, bright, happy, and exciting opening, and we haven't even touched a button yet. Like, this song just feels like, hey, we're gonna have not necessarily an adventure, but we're gonna go out and see the world, and it's gonna be fun. This also got redone as a track for the 1997 uh, OVA Legend of the Crystals, which is very, 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 very loosely based on Final Fantasy V. Oh, uh, that thing. Yes, with the pink bald chocobo and everything else. Anyway, uh, this <laughs> song is actually the opening to that particular series as well. God, I remember seeing that at the video store and be like, Final Fantasy! And then I like read the back and I was like, I don't know what any of this is. I did the exact same, except that I then rented it, and it, I'm staring at the VHS copy sitting on my shelf right now. Never actually saw it myself. I uh, It's I available on like, YouTube as well, if you want to watch it yeah, there. Like, this is fixable, just... Yeah. Get to I it! I the English language dub on the VHS, and it's the original Tenchi Muyo dub cast, so if you ever want to have a real good time, uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Damn. Noted. But this is just a banger tune to start out this game. It is. I mean, I, I when I, start, I 
as I was ripping these, I was listening to them to make sure that they were the, uh, the actual, uh, in-game versions. The quality of the music on this from the Super Famicom is just super high. Yeah. It's incredibly I mean, cool. For each, uh, for each system, as it's developed, as time has gone on, you see them getting more and more out of the capabilities of it. That's always been a thing. Yeah. Compare Final Fantasy IV to Final Fantasy VI or Chrono Trigger, which was also somewhat contemporaneous. Yes. All right. So then, after we get this, this next song is the actual opening theme. A little bit deeper, a little bit more restrained. This plays during the introduction of the game. Yeah, during this scene, early in the uh, morning, atop uh, Castle Tycoon, King Tycoon is setting out on the, uh, Wind Drake, stopped by his daughter Lena, who's concerned, and explains that there's something uh, strange going on with the crystals. He's just going to check on it. So you have a little bit of that, like, kind of gentle feel. It's all such good music. We may not go through the entirety of every song. For instance, oh, yeah. this, this one's four and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting the feel of each one is probably fine for this. There's a lot to cover. When Final I Fantasy 1 and 2 were our subjects, it was like, well, there's only 17 tracks and the longest one is 90 seconds. So whatever, just roll it. Now it's we're getting into the like, OK, hang on. How long do we want our show to be? There's also news coming back. The soundtrack for 13 is four discs. We're gonna be here all month if we so like, <laughs> yeah. maybe we maybe we just get some clips. Though there are, that seems reasonable. There are a few songs that I will not shorten. Hell oh, yeah. There are some tracks that deserve to be played in their entirety. Agreed. But yeah, this one's a bit of mood setting, especially as we start to have a little bit of these like darker elements to it. The plaintive question about what's going on. What they go? Hey, yeah. never mind. <sighs> Another right. song. Yep. Uh, it's still just like it is a very good song. And then once you get further into the game, it's pretty much just like kind of another version of that intro theme. Yes, but this is this what is plays our... on the overworld of the first um, world that you play on. Yep. This is our world map theme that we hear a lot of. And we hear that opening 25 seconds of it a lot. <laughs> because yeah. this is a random battle style game. Yep. Yeah. Which is why it's nice that those uh, first several bars and whatnot are pretty pleasant. It is such a nice song. You, now, when you're this on the, one is, go ahead. This one is called Four Hearts, referring to the four adventuring companions who actually end up getting together fairly early, and then it's the same party for most of the game with only one major changeup. Uh, as compared to something like Final Fantasy IV, where you're having characters changing in and out throughout the game. Yep. This is very much a. a 
game that's a story about these traveling companions and their adventures together. Very similar to Final Fantasy III in that aspect. Also similar in three, they decided to go with the job-based system. So you did need to have a new party member or a new style of battle. You could simply say, okay, Bartz, Lena, Galuf, whoever, put down the sword, pick up this staff. Put down the staff, hit them with your fists. Put down your fists, pick up this wizard's hat and cane. Bartz? And Who's Bartz? I just know everything. somebody named Butts. Butts. Oh yeah, also one of the amazing translation issues in this game, it was translated <laughs> like garbage. Uh, Bart's is Butts, B-U-T-Z, um, and also Wyvern's got named Wyburn, capital Y space capital B. <laughs> it is really bad. Uh, so, as you're fighting through this game, um, you come get into some very sticky situations. Run from pirates, run from the castle, you're being crushed, the hill is full of poison, throw this rope over there. It's called HURRY! HURRY! Hayaku, hayaku, oh, isoge, isoge, yeah. You can definitely oh, feel- man, that exploding castle. Yeah, uh, you talking about Karnak? Yep. Yeah, lots yeah. of different panic situations. Yeah, your adventure doesn't go well, like almost at all. Like just a spoiler alert, like nothing goes right for you. At for least like it doesn't start hours. with your entire party being destroyed by uh, uh in battle. Yeah, FF2 opens very dark. What's <laughs> up guys? Welcome to the game. Y'all You're dead. dead. This is definitely a much more lighthearted take on things. This was also one of the games that didn't come to the US until the PlayStation 1 release where it came as a double set with 5 and 6. Yep, that's how I was able to get it, but I, I still haven't played 5. It's also available on Steam, and I believe there's a DS port. And there's a DS port, there's an iOS port, there's a bunch of stuff for it. Pick it, your favorite. It's on uh, PlayStation uh, Store, it's on Nintendo, yeah. You can get it anywhere, It was basically. one of the first ones for which there was a big translation patch that I remember. Yep. Uh, right. Japanese version with translation patch as and Game Boy Advance is the official, unofficial uh, speedrun version that we play. Yeah. Okay. And that was a version that introduced it to me during my misspent youth of definitely not doing anything copyright violating. Never. And next song is very quiet. Fitting for who it's for. Absolutely. What is this song? This song is called Lena's Theme. Um, it's anything involving Lena, where we're starting to get some of her history and her past. Uh, we find out that she is royalty. And as a result, there's a lot of things that she was you know, kind of expected to and alluded to do. But instead, she's adventuring with homeless dude with bird, random old guy and pirate captain. So whenever we go places, we kind of have to understand what her role in the world is and then understand what her role in the adventuring party is. And some of that is kind of these weird, solemn, quiet moments of I gave up a family. You know, I'm doing something I'm not supposed to. My father wasn't doing well. What I've been taught and what I'm seeing outside in the world have a very huge dichotomy. 
so a lot of these moments are very introspective for her. This song was really trying to reflect kind of her mental state of very innocent, but very inquisitive. One of her uh, the defining character traits that comes up repeatedly is just how kind and empathetic and selfless she is. She is a person who, in order to uh, help save a wind drake, who's nervous about eating the antidote grass, goes ahead and takes a clump and eats it herself to show that it's safe, even though it's poisonous to humans. She gets poisoned during that scene. She does, but she doesn't care. She wants to save that drake more important than saving herself. Yep. And just those elements of compassion and kindness come up again and again in her character. Such a nice little song. Mm-hmm. But it's not all nice things that happen. We also, you know, have to go into uh, dungeons. And fight spoopy things. A lot of spoopy things. <laughs> and some of the dungeons are just the way they're designed. Because it's a 2D environment, uh, they kind of had to play with some optical illusions for hiding doors and entryways and climbing spaces and places where your character can move to. And as a result, some of the dungeons are, you'll move to another zone that's very obvious and you'll look around and see that you've missed a couple of things and so you want to try to go back. But you get this, you hear in the background of this, those back notes that are rising and falling and rising and falling. It's, you're trying to, you're lost. You're lost in the song, you're lost in a dungeon, and you walk out of the dungeon, when you're done, you realize this dungeon is four rooms, and I was in here for an hour. Yeah, it's it, like, amazingly fun. It's less a feel of, like, danger and threat, and more of, like, that, as I said, that loss, that kind of, like, wandering in the mists feel, that we are going through this weird, unknown space, not necessarily able to get fully a handle on where we are. As you said earlier, we're going on an adventure. We're going to see stuff. And that's what a lot of the dungeons in this game are. There's some fear. There's some trepidation. You definitely are going to die a couple of times. But it's also you're in a place of exploration where you're trying to learn and discover. There's a very ethereal feel to it that I'm a big fan of. Agreed. It's a nice dungeon theme for being a dungeon theme. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite as, like, vicious and violent when you hear dungeon theme. Yeah. Yeah. But things get a little bit more harried when you get to... Ah. That's the, uh, first one? Yeah. This battle. is Battle this 1. Is the basic Battle 1. This is your random encounter walking across wherever your dungeon or your battlefield this is your okay there's four wyverns to kill or whatever this is the one that is a very good song but you have to remember the song was also written to be punctuated by menu sound effects and <laughs> weapon slashes <laughs> and electrical and fire effects playing in the background yeah, okay, I was worried about that. It actually felt a little bit flat from what I remembered. And yeah, yep. not having the sound effect going on Sorry, it's just all these little weird noises. And it's it's something that we notice with like re-releases of anime soundtracks and stuff. Like you listen to an opening and you're like, why is this sound weird? Oh right, because they don't play verse two. Oh, right, because there's robot firing sound effects during the chorus or whatever. 
we have the same thing here where our battle themes are always punctuated by swords and explosions. It's <laughs> Sorry. It's interesting to think Perfect. about making a tune that's meant to have those things punctuate where you don't know quite where they'll happen in it. So it needs to be a tune that has some amount of flexibility to have these things at different moments. Yep. And then, I can't write music that good. No, I, I, I don't think anybody is as, is as talented as uh, Uematsu. I can think of two dudes on his heels. But oh, there are people that are close, for me. but I, it's... I'd make an argument for Soken, but we'll worry about that later. When, when, when Soken gets the same number of games under his belt that, that Uematsu has had to go through for the same amount of years... Yeah. That's fair. Also, I feel like we can probably count multiple chapters up in MMO. We'll yeah. figure it out. Oh, I, I am. I mean, I'm inc I'm including some of that because Soken's been doing this for. I think he took over in uh, what 2013, something like that. Yeah. So I'm also counting Mitsuda as what well, as somebody that's on his heels big mm. time. Yeah. Mm. And then All right. when More you're songs. when you're done with that battle. That's just bog standard Final Fantasy. I don't even know what to say about that, man. It's so still, good, it's though. Still it's still good. I, oh, yeah, it is. The fanfare is different in every game, but it's still the same in every game. And it's such a wonderful underlying piece that we get to hear. Not as often as I'd like in 14, not as often <laughs> as I'd like in 12, but boy, when it shows up in these NES franchise, SNES franchises, oh, gorgeous every time. It's good. I just don't know what else to say hey, that hasn't already been said. <sighs> well, we can jump on to the next song, then. Oh, that's one you don't want to be hearing. Okay, so Four Job Fiesta is fun, but man, starting with Four White Mages is a pain oh, in the butt. No. And you hear this song a lot. This is, like, it's fairly obvious just for the style, but this is the game over music. Mm-hmm. It's much yeah. shorter than in, than in past games. Yeah. You are designed to die. There are parts of this game where it is faster to fight a battle, get your ass kicked, die, start from your last save, run back to the battle, and do the battle in three turns. It's a very weird game design choice of the... Uh, Requiem, as it is called, it can be short. It's okay. You're going to yeah. hear it a lot, but you don't need to hear it for more than a few seconds. All yeah. right. So I, I mean, it's also ahead. it's also a game where at least part of it, uh, the gameplay challenge is figuring out what jobs to bring. If you bring the wrong jobs, it's kind of nice to not have to sit around for a while. Truth. All right. So as you continue on in the game, you 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 encounter a number of different locations, such as this one. Oh man, this one is practically Ferris's theme. It shows up in a couple cutscenes with her. There's a good reason for that, because Ferris is the pirate captain, and this song is called Pirates Ahoy! You hear you first hear it when you reach the pirate base and you're trying to steal a boat. Uh Stealing a boat this, from pirates. Great idea, Pete. Yeah, seems seems like a great plan. Um There's also a version of this that plays in World of Final Fantasy when you meet Ferris in the pirate graveyard. Uh there's a bunch of crushed boats that you end up having to steal one of those as well. Um, but this is 
Yeah, it's basically Ferris's theme. Uh, Ferris is the leader of the pirates uh, that, event that eventually leaves her squad to join you because she feels called to do something more. Because story. <laughs> because plot. We're having an adventure. Don't worry about the details. Also, she has purple hair. She's fine. It's a fun <laughs> little song. Yeah. I mean, These they're pirates, right? Pirates. Like, yeah, I mean, it, they're pirates, but they're pirates insofar as, like, there's two different kinds of pirates. There's Pirates of the Caribbean pirates, and there's, like, One Piece pirates. Where, like, the One Piece pirates are barely pirates at all. These guys, yes, they, you know, they'll rob you. They have cutlasses and stuff. They're also here to have a good time. Well, there's also the Norg pirates from Eleven. They're a very different pirate. It's true. They've got some other stuff going on. All right. So like, some of the other places you get to go. How about town? Hey, here's all the stuff you need to buy. Pro <laughs> tip. Pro tip. Uh, there's not a lot of stuff in this game you actually need to buy. Yeah. Uh, armor and weapons are almost completely useless in this game. <laughs> so, like, you actually don't need to buy almost anything. Uh, town is more or less for story triggers and uh, item usage. So, basically, speedrunners yeah. don't you, he get to hear this very much. No, we hear it for, like... Let's see, how long is it? The actual town theme on the soundtrack is 2 minutes and 19 seconds. I think we might actually hear it for about 4 minutes in, like, a 20-hour game run. It's nuts. Yeah, it, it does feel more like a kind of a break from the story beats than anything else. It's a chance to check your inventory, sell a bunch of crap you're not going to use anymore. Digest what just happened. Digest what just happened. Save. Heal. Ends. All that good stuff. Yeah. But then it's out to adventure. Speaking of saving and healing... Yeah, you hear that one a lot. Uh, the <laughs> Japanese title is Oyasumi Nasai. Good night. Uh, <laughs> it's when you're resting it in. Yep. No, it's very simple, but I like it, so we're going to play it again. That just feels like something that's kind of punctuating the day, putting a nice period on. Remember to hold in reset while you turn power off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's a different console. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on. I said moving on. There we go. That heavy thumping bass is not an element I expected for this kind of tune. It kind of adds a weightiness to it. it Sorry, the door's locked. But I need to... Because I have the... We're, the other crystal did a... Nope, door's locked. Okay, and then every time you go to a shrine, um, whether it's uh, Sealed Castle or the Wind Shrine or any parts of the crystal or anywhere you're going, this is your, hey, you haven't quite done this yet, or if this is going to open during this scene, it's not going to open easily, and something is going to happen to make it occur. And then next, 
I love the use of the uh, the synthesized drums in these tunes. Well, we only have you know limited notes that we can hit in a digital environment. And there's a lot of notes that we're hearing that don't actually exist. Like they're playing notes around it so that our brains think they exist. This song is a very good example of that. Yeah. Uh, it's called Cursed Lands on uh, Norori no Chi. It's when you're visiting things like the ship graveyard, um, Karnak, the castle that we uh, were playing a song from earlier, or the city of Gone. The fact that this is playing in Karnak, which is supposed to be sit like civilized lands, town, castle, all that, that's one of the first indications that something's wrong here. Yes, something is very wrong. When they're your ally and their theme song is Cursed Lands, you know something's wrong. Alright, next song? God, how many times? Like, that one armor shop where it's like, you get one purchase and then you get arrested. God! So this is a song titled Deception. Uh, it's when you encounter uh, Siren, uh, Garula, and also going back to Karnak Castle, which is a pretty impactful scene within the story. Uh, this is when you are imprisoned in that castle. Uh, there is a town where you literally, they're watching, they're watching you, you buy one thing, and then you're immediately arrested. Well, like, and you get good prices on that thing, but then after that, they're forever more expensive. Uh, fun fact, you actually still get the item that you bought. Right. You get one. And you didn't pay for it. Oh, damn. It doesn't actually take your gold. That's Make why they charge you more, because you screwed them over. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next song. Okay. This is another town theme. This is a very interesting town theme. I like this one so much more. It sounds this like a, is the a kind festival of town theme where you expect a Disney song and dance at the cold open of the movie to occur. Like this is the happy towns where shit is less bad. This is the uh, the track is titled Harvest. Hence the uh, the stringed instruments kind of give away like oh this is the theme and flavor that we're going for. Um, this is for Carowin, uh, Istori, Quell. There's a couple other places that it gets played, but this is the the happy story beat town theme. Like, these are the towns that you ran into while they're having their harvest festival, is the way I like to think of that title. Okay, you walk into a town and they're like, adventurers, okay. So you're like, alright, oh, you're adventurers? Okay. Watch your ass. And you're like, oh, well, that's not great, I don't want to be here. You walk into this town and you're immediately greeted by the mayor handing you a, a mug of ale. Like, like, this is the happy town. Like Rory said, it feels like you just walked into the Mayfair. Mayfair, yep. Yeah. Visitors are welcome. Stay for a while. And not in the sinister sense, either. Yeah, not, not in, in the, the jail. Not in the midsummer sense of... Ugh. Just a happy little tune. 
Humming this tune got me through more than a few bookstore shifts. <laughs> I believe it. What about this tune? I can hear you humming to this the one North too. Mountain. This is another one of those bits where the, the map is very small. It's only seven or eight screens, but they're all very long horizontally. So you don't see them all when you first walk in. So you go in and out of doors and you go in and out of the same screens a few times. But the music, the way that they built the, uh, the ROM for uh, Super Famicom and Super Nintendo, and they've maintained this with all the re-releases, the music doesn't stop when you zone unless the music changes in that zone. So this song plays the entire time you're climbing a mountain dungeon. So it'll play, and if you notice, it doesn't really have a good beginning. It loops very quickly within only a few seconds, and there's two or three variations on their 8 and 16 beat pieces of the song. So when you leave battle and it, you come back in, you don't know where you are in the song, and it doesn't matter, because it sounds like the song hasn't stopped the entire time you're here. It has a little bit of a heroic feel to it. Like, there's kind of this, like, with the climbing around this whole, like, ascending to the top, to the summit, to this glorious conclusion. Like, you're working towards a goal, because you are working towards a goal, and it, uh, these particular two sections of the North Mountain and Drakenvale, you've gotten enough jobs, and you've gotten enough jobs leveled high enough that you now have regular and subclass skills and you're starting to really customize your characters and you're starting to customize your play style and it's really a good test of do you know how this game works because if you do you're going to be having a great time during these sections and if you don't then this very happy music is definitely not how you feel when you are in <laughs> combat i feel like i could see this playing over some type of military recruitment ad Possibly. Or some type of thing like that, where it's like, here's this heroic spirit. Sweet, I want General Galif to be in charge. I'm down with that. Sweet. Otherwise, you're going to be having a lot of these. Why does the B-plot bad guy get a theme? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad about it. He actually has an even better theme on this two of the soundtrack, but this particular one is... Because especially when you don't really know who your antagonist is for a large chunk of this game, uh, you don't really know what bad thing is happening. So everyone that's opposing you is very antagonistic. And they could be a final boss, they could be a general, they could just be a really annoying dude in this area. You don't know. So everything is kind of a close call, which is the title of this particular track. And it is those tight situations whenever there is somebody antagonist present in the story. Yeah, this isn't a game about defeating some a great evil. I mean, it sort of is, but not really. Like, the big boss and all the overarching stuff, kind of incidental to the, we're going to have an adventure. The fact that you find the... And the adventure comes in a very strange way. Five is written gorgeously, by the way. I cannot praise it enough. Though generally, after you hear the close call theme, 
you will hear this song next. Ooh. Bot Battle 2, aka Boss Theme. Um, this is your, because there's uh, X Death. Spoiler alert, this game is 25 years old. Uh, X Death is your final boss that you have to deal with. He gets his own unique final antagonist sound. He also has a very major general who's, again, kind of a B plot, who also gets their own sound and some of their own battle music. He uses this a little bit, though. There are bosses and it could just be minions that are really powerful or one really strong dude with four of the minion that you've been fighting this whole dungeon area field whatever uh, this is your generic oh, boss theme man while I start hearing these musical things during Delta Escape oh, brought it all back Oh yeah, anybody that plays Final Fantasy XIV uh, during the Delta Escape raid series, we got to see some iconic fights from all throughout the series uh, that Omega had brought back, and a couple of them were from Final Fantasy V, and they utilized uh, variations on some of these boss and battle themes. Desperately searching through the menus, hoping yeah, that this is the desperately searching through the menu section of shit. I knew I had a dirk that I could throw with my ninja, but I don't know where it is. Oh fuck, I sold it. I guess I have eye potions. I hope Lena doesn't die. She's my <laughs> white maid. Where are my cure spells? Why did I change into monk? Oh god. <laughs> I changed into monk paladin. Get ready to wreck face. Let's have a good time. Well, not every part of this game is super tense, though. You get some nice themes like this coming. Yes. Mm. This is the spreading grand wings. Uh, you get to ride a wind drake in a couple of scenes, actually. And this is one of those moments. Uh, the first one was on top of that mountain uh, that we mentioned earlier, the North Mountain. This is one of those moments where you've had to fight up a dungeon, you had to fight a mini-boss, you had to solve a puzzle, uh, you got to see a very big storyline piece where we got to hear Lena's theme as well, and reflect on those themes of empathy that Sarah was talking about. And now you get to be on a wind drake, in a world that doesn't have wind and the water has stopped moving, and you get to be airborne looking down at things. You get this soundtrack punctuating all of the things that you're reading, all of the dialogue that you get to have. This is the chill section where you know that things aren't right yet, but you can breathe for a moment. It feels full of potential. Potential is a very good word for it. Just nice to listen to. Mm -hmm. How much work it took to get that damn wind drake? I'm gonna listen to the soundtrack for a hot second. Figure <laughs> <laughs> we could listen to the whole of that one. It's a good one. Alright, and then our next theme. Okay, in the chat, in the chat, 
throw a guess, don't be a dick if you know, but throw a guess to what you think this song is, or like where it's from, or what it's called. Give me some kind of a guess to that. And everybody go at once. Okay, chat's asleep. Anyway, um, <laughs> they're enjoying the music, which is fair. But you come in, you walk in the door. Sounds like a journey guest on a ship. Okay, so when you walk in the door, you get all of these trumpets. And for me, when I see the the trumpets in my head. I see them kind of crossed and playing as, like, you're walking forward. This is this track is called Royal Palace, and it's played in all of the castles. Most of the castles you go to, you're seeking an audience with a king or a lord or whatever. So when you're walking in, you're getting that royal promenade. Fanfare. Yeah, it's a fanfare, but fanfare is another thing in Final Fantasy. Right. So we, if that word wasn't already doing a lot of work for us. Exactly. But if you've watched uh, the 1954 Disney film of Sleeping Beauty, when you when we first get introduced to the king and queen, when we first get introduced to Aurora as a baby, we see all of the trumpets and brass playing an entry song as everyone's walking in the room. Yeah, Heraldric and uh, Heraldric announcement. Exactly that moment. So that's it's a very royal piece. Royal purple and brass just kind of go with it royal purple royal brass music which for uh travelers stained with the road of the dust and the light it's like here's a little bit of a switch to this super fancy thing it's a fun contrast all right moving on Now this song gives some uh, traveling, some you know you're on you know like you're on a ship. Yup, this is the um, this is a good moment. It's the fire-powered ship. Uh, it's, the track is fired ship. It's uh, Karyokusen. Uh, the kanji for the actual title actually uses the kanji for fire. Uh, the world has sort of stopped. The elements have stopped working in this world, which is part of why you're on this adventure. When you first discover there's a ship that's sailing with no sail, it's because you discover there's a beast under the water that is pulling the ship along. So there, there's no wind, but the ship can sail. There's no water movement, but you know, we still found a way around it. This fire ship is our method of having mobility while still not having access to all of the elements or what this world is supposed to be doing. It's effectively a steam-powered ship, which, for the level of technical, logical development we see here, is a remarkable thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Final Fantasy is one of those weird franchises where you have to ask, well, what's the setting? And I just be like, look, dude, we had a mega corporation with supercars in the lobby, and we used magic. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, we have steam-powered ships and swords and guns like i don't know what to tell you the theme is it whatever. defies your attempts at classification yeah we do whatever we want 
Exactly. All right, next song. Run, you fools! And there's that motif of the opening theme again, but... Yeah, but a little bit of a head on our way. It's like, no, 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 on your way, like, right now. <laughs> the Wall's Tower is being destroyed. The Ronka Ruins are being destroyed, and you're still inside them. You should probably not be there. This is those moments where you have to figure out... Where am I? How do I get out? Oh god, there's a timer in the corner. What is happening? There's animations of shit falling. Oh, there's also random battles. That's fine. Nothing bad can happen there. Cool, Galoof's dead. That's cool. <laughs> it's... Run. Yeah, this this Run is a very good title. This was in the era where it was pretty common to have a, oh, you think that it's just going to wait to get there? Nope, there's a thing counting down. If you don't get it, game over. We're okay with that because that's how things work at this point in time. That's how game design is right now. What did you say, Talos? Galoof is dead? I won't give away this scene, but this is hands down one of my favorite scenes in all of Final Fantasy. Um, Galoof doesn't make it to the end of the story, unfortunately, but he is an incredibly powerful and an incredibly important character, not just in this game, but in the Final Fantasy franchise as a whole. When he shows up in, when songs like this show up in theater rhythm, the background images selected are very reminiscent of memories that you have with Galoof. When you, there are cards in FFTCG that feature him, his abilities, his artwork, the facial expressions that they use for, that they've picked for his particular cards, they're all very much respectful to the arc of story that he tells that he is part of within this game. We also play the Sorrows of Parting track when we lose Sildra. Sildra was the beast that was dragging Ferris's pirate ship through the world when we first met her. And this track is very much designed to show this is what happens when we part with someone that we love. There we are. Sorry about that. Sorry, I got disconnected for that. Oh, I'm glad that you are back. <sighs> this is also the music that uh, plays at the parting with Sildra. Yep, yep, just covered that bit. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, we uh, we definitely lose a couple of very important people. It's a lot like two in that we lose a lot of named characters uh, for very good story and four as well. We lose people for very good story purposes, not just for the sake of shock. Yeah. No, we for lost you in part, game the, too. The main party remains the same though. You just disappeared in game now too, Sarah. Yep. I'm reconnecting. Okay. Okay. Hopefully, um, your minion comes back in the right spot. That can be fixed. Um, I just wanted to track. finish this one because it is such a powerful song. It is a very powerful song, and it's a very... It's played... I believe it's only played the two times. The two times. No, it's played one more time. But that's a whole there, other thing. Yeah, there's a couple other points where there's like where some of the characters are talking about and remembering things from their past. Yeah. I'm glad you came back in time for this song, though, Sarah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
This one's yours. <laughs> That's the Library of the Ancients. That's where Sarah works. Arthur's pretty modern. We just got it a new kid's play space, though it's going to be ages before the kids get to use it. <sighs> as soon as libraries Anyways. become relevant again, it'll be ancient. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry, was that nope. too soon? Maybe a little. Well, good. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Did, did they use a theme of this in 14? No, they didn't. I, they used uh, yeah, a totally couple different songs. Yeah. But it's like, this is a library, but it feels like some kind of archaeological ruin. I love the, the random percussion we're getting. Like, no joke, this feels like the type of thing that I would hear exploring a tomb or something like that. So you think you're Lara Croft or something now? I refuse to comment on the scurrilous accusations that... Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Sincere likes to do a lot of this. And you're doing a lot of uh, this about the game in general. Yeah. Reminiscence. Sorry, terrible uh, segue. Sorry. A little bit, yeah. I but don't yeah, care. This, as the name suggests, this is the one that plays during several segments uh, where characters are remembering the past, where Lena is talking about her shared history with Ferris. It has a little bit of kind of a melancholy feel to it. also a little bit of like kind of like I like that there's like kind of walking down the halls of memory like as if it's some type of like gallery or museum but it's like a little bit of a sad feel to it how Uematsu put this song together is just it's making everything just kind of tingle in my head. It's hard to explain it, but the way he's put together the uh, the the high piano notes, you know, almost they're they're very. Uh, I can't even explain it well, but it's it's just. It really gets something going in my head. Yeah. It's a very emotional style of music. Yeah. And it hits it hits that very well. Mm-hmm. It's so well that I can't explain it. Yeah. Perfect. I, yeah. Like sometimes music just like hits you on a primal level. It speaks to stuff better than words can sometimes. Yeah, actually, you know, that was a, a sign that we had down where I would uh, practice piano where words fail. Music speaks. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So, what does it say next? 
This is another one that we got in Ruins, but only yeah. certain types. Uh, it's part of the Ronka Ruins. Um, it's part of the Catapults? Yeah. The notes say it's part of the Catapult, but I'm trying to remember, like, was this in there? I don't remember. I think it was, like, the bits where, like, we're digging up the airship. Oh, okay, yeah. I, there's certain sections that, unfortunately, in Forge Op Fiesta, you just kind of zip through. Uh, <laughs> this is unfortunately one of them. Uh, Musica what? Machina is the name of this particular track. It's ancient ruins, but ancient ruins from advanced civilizations. There's that whole weird, like, conspiracy theorist where, like, humankind was, like, way super advanced and then everything went to crap and now we're kind of, we're still, we're, like, the second generation of humans that is rebuilding the world kind of thing. Um, Final Fantasy takes that and goes nuts with it, and they also kind of go Star Wars with it, where they're just like, a long time ago, we had spaceships that traveled at light speed. Wait, what? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Here, it's like, hey, a long time ago, we have these cool ruins, and we have an airship. But last week, we, we had a steam-powered fire boat, and it was literally the coolest thing on the planet. And so three weeks tech. ago, a, meteor, a second meteor hit. And like four weeks ago, there was a sea serpent dragging a pirate ship around. Like, this world's a little crazy. This sounds like 2020. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, also, yeah. fun fact, uh, what happened to the Murder Hornets subplot? God, lazy writing. Uh, I think they wrote it out plot. like Roche. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody hates Roche. <laughs> All right. Continuing on. Oh, and there's that leap motif again. Oh. This one's called The Day Will Come. I'm not quite sure what day it's referring to exactly here, but... This is one of those, uh... This plays, the notes have it as when Galoof reunites with Kryl. Uh, 14 players, yes, that Kryl. She comes from here. This is why Sarah and I lost our collective shit when Kryl showed up and was hanging out with Matoya. <laughs> fanboy writing material right there. Um, it was inevitable that she was going to be involved with Yuriko once he started seeing the names of the various places on the map. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, Kryl and Galoof are related. Uh, Kryl is the granddaughter. Um, the cat ears on her attire in FF5 uh, are very quickly alluded to by a couple of side characters that you have to go find and get their dialogue. Uh, there's actually a pseudo hand wavy explanation from, I think it's one of the brooms or something uh, that explains why she has them in 14 as well. Uh, but there's a reason why her uh, specific attire has those cat ears on it. And it is a legacy thing based on five. Yeah. Uh, Gal but Galoof uh, very much cares about his family and his granddaughter. A very touching little tune. It's a good song. You know what else is a good song? <laughs> oh, 
first time this place is at the uh, first town you go to at the inn. Oh yeah, and you get there and you're like, what are you talking about? Why is there a bar? I guess I can buy items. I do need to stay here. There's a dancing girl on stage that I think wants to give me a lap dance. Everybody thinks I can play piano. I can't! Spoiler alert! Uh, you can actually go play it, but you're terrible at it. Uh, fun mini game. There's like 10 pianos in the world. If you play all of them, by the time you play the last one, you're like playing full bars of a song. But your first one, you sound like you face roll the keys. It's pretty great. You unlock some bard songs for doing that, too. You do, actually. Uh, there's a purpose to it. But this is the it's called what? And it is designed to be your comical moment music so that now, you can take a mental break from the stress that is five. In per the particular instance I'm thinking of comes where uh, Ferris, who is still kind of standoffish to the rest of the party, has gone to get uh, along with the pirates to get uh, rest at the inn, and you can pop up to Ferris's room. And at this point, everyone's uh, like, this is one of those rosebud with sled moments. Ferris is posing as a man, but is actually a woman. So they uh, come to the room, see that, oh, Ferris is asleep there, and Galif and Bart start being overwhelmed with these strange feelings just looking at him sleeping there feelings that they've never understood having when looking at a guy neither of them can really put it into words and lena is like what is wrong with the two of you yeah because lena figured it out immediately and you're boys and so you're dumb and they play on that and it's i mean right it's it's cookie cutter like, let's be yeah. real, there, there's some pieces of comedy that just work. Oh, you have three people, so you have a smart, dumb, and a weird. Like, it's, it's the shit that works for a reason. We keep doing it. That was one of those, like, Ronda one-half moments where you're like, oh, everybody knows, except nobody knows, because it's funnier if nobody knows. Yeah. You know what song we haven't heard yet? Oh, please play the whole thing. Hey! I was gonna say I can't throw the hook because I don't know where it's playing because mine's de mine's delayed. <laughs> Fair enough. Like there've been lots of versions of the Chocolo music, but this is one that has gotten a lot of play. I don't know what it is about this one. Yeah, Mambo to Chocobo definitely sticks. Um, Rock to Chocobo didn't stick as well. Um, there's some that are just like Chocobo theme, and it's just very basic. Uh, and it's just they're not as interesting. Mambo to Chocobo, however, was one of the early ones that was just hammered in as... It's a version of the Chocobo theme, and it's a very good version. I like them all. I don't care oh, what I you like say. Them. I like they're them all good. They're all good, but like some of them just land and stick in a way that others don't. Uh, this is when the party rides the Black Chocobo. Uh, the Black Chocobo, for those who know their Chocobo lore, uh, Black Chocobos once could fly. Uh, so this is your first time being able to fly around. Uh, te well, technically the wind drake. I forget what different. I think the wind. There's different places that they can land in. Yes, uh, the like black choke book can only land in forests. And I think wind drake does not like land. Can, can only land on land. Which of course means that there's different areas that are accessible with them. Correct. It's like we block things off without blocking off the map. <laughs> All right.
This song just kind of has a feeling of home, doesn't it? It is Bartz's unofficial theme. Uh, it gets played when he's his first introduction in the cutscenes in Dissidia. Um, it is called Home Sweet Home. Uh, there is a vocal version off of the original uh, Square Enix and Generation soundtrack uh, that includes lyrics for this particular oh, song as well. Like, and this is... It's called Home Sweet Home, but it's clear that this is not a joyful homecoming. No. This is a place that... And it's a still a happy, vibrant, pleasant town, but it's a place that has a lot of memories attached. Yes. And like we said, um... Because the sound, the music is being played off of Faust's computer, and we're all on Discord, so we have just a small amount of delay, uh, which is why our very first iteration of music, Sarah and I were trying to sing along, and it sounded like utter trash, uh, which is why <laughs> we don't do that anymore. It's a hard <laughs> habit to break, damn it. It's almost impossible. You're doing um, great, by the way. It's uh, <laughs> my dude. I have to mute my mic sometimes. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to read the lyrics, because, oh God, can I not line them up to the song? Um, so far away from my home sweet home, day by day from land to land I roam. Though told by the wind which way to go, oh how I long for my home sweet home, is the first stanza of the song. Uh, fragrant blossoms blooming far away, do my folk see them as I did long ago? Are they still joyful? Are they still young at heart? Will I see them again as I did that day? How far I've come from my childhood home, there will come a time when my troubles are gone, and when I shall not be all alone. Till then, I dream of my home, sweet home. Like, that practically wants to be a poem. It's very poetic. And bear in mind, would we... Okay, when you're in elementary school and they start teaching you basic poetry, and they teach you how to write... We're going to write a Japanese style of poem, and you're like, cool, and you write it, and it doesn't work in English, and you can't figure out why five syllables doesn't work. That's because English is weird, and haikus are designed to be written in Japanese. This they, song's lyrics in Japanese are very different than their English lyrics because of the way that they flow. The meaning is still held quite well, uh, based on my very loose, very poor translation skills. Um, it's reasonably close, but it definitely flows a little bit better in Japanese than it does in English, just because that's where the songwriter's from. Mm -hmm. There's a very different information density in Japanese. God, yes. <sighs> but yeah, uh, plot-wise, this is, of course, Bart's hometown. He travels the world because it was uh, his father's last wish. Uh, it was something where his father and mother lived together in this town. His mother passed away one day, and at that point, he and his father set out on a journey. Uh, you get the idea that it's something that was spawned by his father's grief and the desire to wander, which gets some further elaboration and explanation later in the game. But one of his... Uh, he talks about how one of uh, his dad's last wishes was that he continue to explore the world, which is why he's out adventuring. So when he's returning, he's kind of returning to this place where the last, like, this place where he grew up, where he had these experiences, but also this really sad, punctuating event that started off the whole thing. Further made a little sad by... Oh god, it hurts. 
So can we talk for a moment about how this sounds like a music box? Absolutely. It is titled Music Box. It is That is what it is. It is Bart's mother's music box, and when he listens to it, this is the song that plays. But not that long ago, we had royal trumpets. Not that long ago, we had stringed instruments playing as we entered a festival inside of a town. Not that long ago, we were hearing something that felt like heat and brass and baritone as we were talking about a ship that is powered by fire. And then we're just pulling it all the way back to play a music box. And the bit that we don't get to hear here, uh, the one that's replicated, like, is just going through my head as I uh, listen to it now. In the game, Bartz finds this music box, and he starts it playing, and we hear this tune as we start seeing flashbacks of his childhood memories. And there comes a point where, like, he, uh, uh, his uh, father sees something, reacts, and we pan over to his mother, lying on the ground. And the music box just slows to a crawl before stopping. like that. Love that ending, where you know there's another note and it doesn't fucking play. It's so good. God, it still hurts! It's so good! It's designed it's so like, well. It's been over a decade and it still hurts! Oh, it's it's crazy, and when you rem if you've ever seen those old-style Scandinavian music boxes, when you wind them up, they play fine. They play a little fast for the first little bit, and then they get to where they're supposed to be as the coil is at the right tightness, and then eventually it starts to slow that down, and that means it doesn't Pull the pin is hard, which means the note is quieter, and then it just... Like, there is a deep so sadness good. in a music box that stops that I had never really appreciated. Hi, we like music here at Phoenix Town Radio. In case you couldn't <laughs> Like, <tell>. a lot. <laughs> All right. Oh, so good. This Next is all. so good. Next song. All right, let's punch it up a bit. It brings the spirits back up. It brings everything up. We're in an airship. It's great. There's propellers. There's wind crystals. Sid showed up. It's a good time. Shit's not as broken. Maybe. We're not sure. Kryle's with us. That's cool. There's cat ears. Also, we got teleported. There's a meteor. A tree's pissed off. Today sucks, but it's fine because I am a samurai white mage and y'all can't stop me. <laughs> a bunch it's, of stuff happened. It's so good. This game is, this game very much touches the utter nonsense pool just the right amount. Yeah, it doesn't take itself too seriously. God, no. Um, fun combo, uh, monk paladin. You're welcome. <laughs> And you keep mixing in those little leap motifs. They have to, because now you're in that spot where when you listen to 
anybody that likes musicals, um, I'm going to use the producers because it's one I'm familiar with. There is a scene where Max Bialystok is in jail and he sings a line or two from literally every single song in the entire show. And it's that let's get recapped to where we are. By the time you have this airship, you need those lead motifs. You need that recap of this is what happened in the forest. Do you remember the Chocobos? Do you remember this castle? Do you remember this other castle? Do you remember when the crystal shattered? Do you remember when you lost Galoof? Do you remember when you lost Sildra? Do you remember when you found out about Ferris? You've been playing this game. This is a very grind-heavy game. You've been playing this game for 45 hours over the last two or three weeks. You might not have to do it all. A lot happens in this game. Airship theme decides that this is where we're going to accompany all of that. You get no random battles. You can go anywhere. Let's remember what we've accomplished, and let's remember what we're flying towards. You're flying towards this. Those starting violins. I would sympathize violins, but... There it is. This is that other, like, remember Omega? <laughs> yeah, like, oh god. Fear the void. As villains go, X-Death is kind of wacky, just in terms of like, it's a, it's a tree! What? Yeah. Yeah, for those who don't know, like, X-Death was a bunch of a bunch of spirits were sealed up in a sacred tree and the agglomeration became so great that it took on sentience and became a warlock again it touches the utter bullshit just just the right about okay there we go This is the evil Lord X-Death, uh, which looking at the Katakana, that is probably, and there's one kanji that's, eh, close enough. Um, X-Destiny. Uh, in the original English uh, translation for The Legend of the Crystals, uh, they didn't have good translators, and they didn't have a version of Five in the US, so a lot of names don't make any sense. Like, Sid became Shido, because um, he's she do would be how you would spell it in Katakana. Um, X-Death uh, became Exodes. So, like, there are some really interesting uh, parts, butts, was bats. Um, there's just there's a couple weird things in there. But uh, I've seen X-Death as a... Uh, or Exodus as a uh, thing for him that I generally like. I've liked Exodus. Exodus actually um, fits pretty well. Uh, the fact that they didn't go with a uh, biblical reference in 5 when they've been a very, very clear one in 4 with Cain. Uh, kind of a surprise. I feel like once you kind of lean into that, you stick with it. Uh, looking at you, Rockman series. Uh, <laughs> you know, but that was... It's any... That's the cutscene. We should be clear. That is the cutscenes of X-Death. That is when he's explaining what he's doing and why he's doing it. Uh, as opposed to the actual battle with X-Death, which is a different uh, song. Yeah. To which end, there are more songs. That was disc one. 
uh, which took a while for us to get through, shock surprise. Uh, there's a disc two for FF5 because the soundtrack was so big and because there's so many iconic pieces from it, we wanted to break it up into two so that we really had the time to do it justice. Absolutely. Uh, plus we got a live letter and a bunch of other stuff this week, so we just wanted to make sure that we were able to hit all of our notes, wink, and uh-huh. everything would be good. Yeah, there's uh-huh. some real bangers in the second uh, disc, like some... Things that have become Final Fantasy standards that we absolutely cannot miss. One of my favorites is in disc two, so. Oh, one of everybody's favorites is in disc two. And if you don't and like that they, song, then there's something wrong with favorite, you. They're wrong. Exactly. It might be, it's almost always in everybody's top ten. Like, it's it's a very, very good song. For those of us that don't know, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> Okay, that deserves this. You are technically correct. The best kind of correct. <laughs> like I Tune in it. two weeks from now to find out what that pun was about. That was good, and I hate you. <laughs> <sighs> I didn't say that up either. I literally just showed up in my brain right now. I'm very happy. The really good ones just kind of come together. They do. They do. All right. All right. Like, All right. It's, uh, it's pushing it. <laughs> so, it's late, my dudes. Do you want to call it or do you want to uh, go over your lovely prep station? So I do have a prep station that we had uh, two weeks ago. Um, unfortunately, unlike my usual prep stations where I pull them out of my back pocket and hope that it works. Uh, this one I actually did research on. So it's a touch longer. Um, it is currently 9 p.m. PST. Uh, we've been chilling for a while. Uh, I'm thinking maybe we skip it this time and we touch base on it next time. Well, next time yeah. is going to be about the same, so it's going to get pushed back probably. A I was month. about to suggest, given that we also have uh, uh, the, uh, we were thinking of also covering some of my stuff next time. Maybe we should do Final Fantasy Five two shows from now. <laughs> we can work out the details. Hey, let's do this off air, and for now, let's call it a night, and uh, let's thank all of our awesome people that have been hanging out with us in chat and harassing us like Aurori and Pyrocats. All Come right. on, I'm sure they like seeing how the sausage gets made. I mean, maybe? Alright, so then... I don't know why people say that. Sausage making is fun. Yes. So let's go ahead and call it then. That'll do it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, make sure to uh, like, subscribe, or follow us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your preferred podcatcher is. And if possible, leave us a rating and review. Uh, it helps other people find our show, lets us know what you think, and helps us to grow in the community. If you really dig this show, you can consider subscribing here at twitch.tv phoenixdownradio, where you'll get access to a bunch of awesome subscriber badges and... Uh, uh, emotes um, or you could be like our uh, our wonderful uh, benevolent overlord Aurori Fenrir and support us out at patreon.com slash phoenix down radio oh god is Aurori our overlord now do I have to murder anyone she's our benevolent overlord oh so I'm only murdering bad people okay um, I mean sure why not oh <laughs> All proceeds uh, from those go towards uh, doing things like growing the show, covers hosting costs, allows us to do some fun giveaways and and things like that, Um, which we have a couple of uh, milestones coming up very quickly. We are closely, uh, or we're we're 
we're getting close to a thousand followers here on Twitch. We are also getting very, very close to our five year anniversary. Oh God, has it been that long? It has. We are just over a month. We're about a month and a half away. Damn. Um, but any kind of support, whether it's emails, likes, tweets, or retweets, follows, subs, or donations, they're always greatly appreciated. We really love interacting with you guys and the rest of the community. Um, if you want to check out our backlog of podcasts, uh, you can go to our website, phoenixdownradio.com. If you have any questions, uh, want to suggest something we should talk about, um, or have a recommendation for a, uh, a lore cast or um, something uh, for Talos to talk about in a, a prep station, you can email us podcast at phoenixdownradio.com or you can hit us up on Twitter at phxdnradio. Um, and if you want to see any of our video or our video versions of our podcast, you can go out to youtube.com slash phoenixdownradio. Shout outs. Since it's been a while for you, Sarah, I'd like you to start. Sure. So I'd like to shout out to all of our listeners who have been saying how much they are looking forward to me coming back, who have uh, wrote to me with well wishes and encouragement. Stuff is still kind of rough, but it's less rough because of people like you. And I really appreciate that. Also, shout out to uh, my local sandwich shop, Ike's, who made a really good cheesesteak that um, really got me through most of today. Huzzah for cheesesteak. It's a little thing sometimes. It is, honestly. Like, we talk about the big things. It's like, no, don't move mountains. Just make me a good cheesesteak. We'd be good. Yeah. But yeah, I miss you, fuckers. You're great. I love you so much. Yay, you're back! Woo! Permanently? Or can we get rid of you for a while? I'm kidding. We're glad I to mean, have I, you back. I can take a vacation. That's a thing. Nope, we're glad you to have you back. I take my vacations between podcasts, fucker. You did. That was actually super impressive. <laughs> I am the only person to not miss an episode. I mean, they're kind it's of true. crappy an episode if you miss it. That's true. <laughs> And how can people I mean, get a hold? I mean, there could be, but it would be a hot, hot mess. And how? I'm can not be... sure we could even actually run it. Well, like, you... I don't have the software. But you do have access to Twitch. But oh my god! Okay, yeah, then we are back to the hot mess because I can't even imagine what that ends up looking like. You, me, jam session. What could go wrong? Nothing. Damn right. How can people Anyways. get a hold of you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, so I don't do a whole lot of the social medias, but you can find me on Twitter at FF14Sayre. That's at F-F-X-I-V-S-E-Y-R-R. Uh, my posting is mostly random neat things that I cooked. It also was occasionally fun stuff I found at the library, but there's a bit less of that at the moment. Soon, we hope. Fair enough. Uh, you can. I'm also generally keeping an eye on the Discord, so if you uh, want to share lore questions, uh, just generally talk about whatever, I tend to be paying attention to that most days. Yep, and you, if you're listening to us on the podcast, you can find us by going to phoenixdownradio.com slash discord. That will take you to a link to our uh, Discord page. Yeah. Talas? 
Okay, so shout out to uh, Pyrocats for joining us and for kind of joining us uh, when I told her we were going to be doing FF music a couple weeks ago. Uh, now she's watching uh, to support the show, and also she definitely likes music, so that's been a lot of fun. <laughs> she actually likes music enough that she was very cool and handed me an ukulele, so oh, God. now I get to relearn how to play ukulele. That's just a fun instrument to say. It's such a good time. Um, this one is a lot of fun. It's just, it's a tiny little soprano. It's got nylon strings. It is exactly the type of ukulele that everybody should start on. It's also a good little instrument to honestly just have noodle on it 15 minutes a day and then spend about 10 minutes actively practicing. And within a couple of months, you'll be able to play a couple of things. So we're going to start um, calling you Tiny Talis. It's just, yeah, it's been... It's been a good time, uh, but I've discovered that I like ukulele more than I like ocarina. So, music. Yeah, I have. Let's, let's jam. Let's yeah. Three, two. <laughs> three, two, one. Let's jam. Uh, I don't know a sharp, or I totally would have done the fanfare with you. <laughs> Sorry, you said. Oh my god. So. Um, anyway. So shout outs to Pyrocats. Um, shout outs. To let's pick a random person in chat to say hi to because that's always fun to do mess with people. Uh, opinion bot, thank you for joining us. In the, no, <laughs> Nick Nar, thank you for joining us in the chat tonight. Um, appreciate you being in the Discord and stuff. I really like seeing you around, man. Uh, if you're not part of our Discord, definitely join us. Uh, Nick Nar harasses people. I send memes. It's a good time. Nick Nar's been doing a bit of streaming lately too, haven't you, dude? Yeah, it they is, have, and I, I'm, yeah. I, if if you're a part of our uh, our Discord and you and you're also a streamer, you can share your streams in our stream time chat and let uh, yeah. everybody else uh, um, find out a little bit about you as well. Support your friends and the cool stuff they're doing. Exactly, that's what we try and do here. Yeah. And how can people find you? Uh, you can't. Uh, no. Oh, damn <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Talos Marvelous. Um, I actually check Twitter like three times a week. <laughs> so, like, I'm the type of person that will hammer the crap out of Twitter for a few hours and then forget it exists for two days. Uh, but you can DM me there. My DMs are open. Uh, if you want to talk about uh, food or lore or recipes or things like that, uh, definitely join us in Discord. I am there as well. Uh, you can find me on our Discord at Marvelous Tofu. There's a whole name shenaniganery that is happening. We'll deal with that later, though. Well, you know, you can always uh, change your uh, um, your nickname in the in the in the server. Yeah, that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's a. I'm in a lot of discords. I don't know. Yeah. One of the discords I'm in just has people regularly renaming, uh, renaming with nicknames based on mostly the caprice of the server owner. Yeah. Right now I am Ethereal Girl. Are you living in an ethereal world? Ethereal world. (laughs) That is exactly how this came up. This because the song Material Girl also suggests Astral Girl and Ethereal Girl and possibly Outer Plains Girl. That's another song I need to learn how to play on uh, ukulele now. (laughs) You're welcome. And then I'm just gonna rewrite lyrics to be specifically about you. So when we do a makeup fan fest next year. I'm just going to like stand next to you and sing songs about you while we wait in line for stuff. So you bring ukulele, I'll bring my harmonica and kazoos. I'll um, do vocals. <laughs> and we need Dude, to get whenever more. Whenever I play rock band, I always end up on vocals because no one else wants to do them. 
So is remix is remix in percussion and is Emmy doing backup vocals? Is that how this is gonna go down? Oh my gosh, I would totally sing with Emmy. I would rock that. That'd be super fun. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tal's Marvelous. I respond sometimes. Good luck. All right. <laughs> and uh, I want to shout out to my co-hosts, uh, Sarah and Talis. Sarah, it's good to have you back. Talis, thank you for all your hard work. Uh, I'm glad you guys were able to uh, get down and have a lot of fun with uh, Final Fantasy V uh, this episode and next. Um, oh, yeah. Now, just talking about, like, all the various thoughts and feelings, like, I'm definitely not any kind of music analysis professional, but I can certainly talk about, this is the feel that it gives. This is what it reminds me of. And that's exactly what I am trying to come come up with and, and get across, um, mm. is to share what we think of the game when we hear these certain songs. And I hope you guys have been enjoying it for these past few weeks, because I've had a blast doing it. Yeah. It's definitely going to be easier with a lot of these more recent ones that, like, played for hours or days upon end pyrocats in the chat says i have yes pyrocats actually doesn't play ff um like at all she's not really a big video game person but she definitely is here for the uh for the music aspect yeah i mean there are those videos by that uh one producer guy who does he actually play the game i think he did it but he was like analyzing all the stuff about like uh twinning theme oh the music producer where he uh he listens to all of the tracks and goes through. Yeah, he did like the twinning and it was like the most liked video he'd ever made. So he's like, I guess I'm going to keep doing video game stuff. Yeah, but I don't think he actually plays the game. He's just talking about the music. Yeah, that's not... such a cool perspective. It That'd is pretty so, neat. Like, that mind would be so fun to have. Yeah. Um, shout out to everybody listening to us on the podcast. Like I guess we recommend uh, if you have the opportunity, join us sometime live at twitch.tv slash Phoenix radio. Uh, I stream um, a few times a week, and we do the podcast every other Saturday night uh, at uh, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Um, come hang out with us. It's a really good time. Um, and shout out to everybody who has joined us live today. So I really do appreciate it. So for my co-hosts, Sarah Timono and for Talas Marvelous, I'm Klaus Nightbringer, wishing everybody a wonderful evening. Thank you again for joining us. Take care. Phoenix Down Radio is a production of PhoenixDownRadio.com and Illusion Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. In-game content for Phoenix Down Radio is a copyright of Square Enix. Open the music for Phoenix Down Radio is provided by Guilty Gear Rocky. Check out the Metal Choke War theme cover and many other music videos at YouTube.com slash Guilty Gear Rocky. Closing music for this episode is provided by Guitar Wanker 90. Please check out their full version of Matoya's Cave and other rock video game covers at YouTube.com slash Guitar Wanker 90. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Phoenix Down Radio and its hosts and do not reflect the views of Square Enix.